Hey everyone, it's me again, and I'm just going to be reading off the patrons again. Give a big shout out to Kenneth Shaughnessy, Nasosuke, Stephen Jennings, SCP Archives, Robo Ghost World, Miss Chaotic Evil, Morgan Coburn, Tommy Fitzpatrick, The Bat Sammy, Cinder Soul, Team Slurpee, Dwayne McGessie, Hope Von Gunten, Nick, and Esley. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. It really is amazing. And if you guys wish to become supporters of the show, just find us at www.patreon.com slash meddling. Yeah, on with the show. The following podcast contains material which may not be suitable for all listeners. Full content warnings are available in the show notes. Previously on Meddling with Monsters... No, seriously, what's a phone? The fuck, what, what the fuck is this? What, what are you? you speak into it. Hey, Dane, when was the last time you fought the Jabberwocky? Mm, yesterday. Was it yesterday? I, I do not know. Fuck it. Her friend's in there. Her best fucking friend's in there. She's gonna take the, take the additional penalty to her next. You know that I'm going to make that next manipulate someone be real important. Oh, I know you are. Out from the cylinder, you you dump it. And inside, kind of rolled up within the cylinder, are photographs. They're all photographs of Dane. On one of the photos, it's just a photo of Dane. It looks like a slightly more modern one. Written in big, big block letters is the phrase, do not trust. That note is in your handwriting. A plan is such a comforting thing. Once you have one, the path forward seems so clear. Just follow the steps that have been laid out in front of you and you'll be set. They always seem so simple too. At a low enough resolution, none of the detours and dead ends appear, and all that remains is a straight line from A to B. But of course, it never works that way. Plans are just an opiate we take to dull ourselves from the truth of how little control we have over our own lives. They are so much more delicate than they seem, and frequently shatter upon impact with reality. Standing amidst the shards of a plan is where we find, once again, one Tempest Harker. It's a couple weeks before your ill-fated journey to Smenfidge will begin, but you are nonetheless still trying to pick up the pieces of your old plan. You were once on a clear trajectory through grad school and onto a long and respectable career in academia. The last several months have derailed all of that, though. You saw something that you couldn't make sense of and have spent all of your time trying to understand just what it was that you witnessed. Time you should have been spending focused on your studies and your research. This persistent state of distraction has not gone unnoticed, unfortunately, and you currently stand outside of the office of your advisor, Dr. Melody Barnes. She has called you in today for a meeting. You don't know exactly about what, only that you have a sinking feeling in your gut that it can't be anything good. 
What do you do? Okay. So to set this up, I think you're outside her office and... Mm -hmm. I mean, you tell me actually, this is a fun little character thing. Is Melody the type of professor who leaves her door all the way open, closed, cracked? That actually will tell you a lot about a professor, I can tell you. (laughs) I think she would leave it cracked. Okay, door's cracked then. Tempest is aware of this, so they are just hovering a little bit away. They've got a bad feeling about this. They're definitely playing with their hair, which in a contrast to Tempest, which everyone knows and loves or tolerates in M's case, they seem a little neater. Their hair is braided back, that kind of thing. They aren't quite in their fieldwork gear. Got it. Are you going to open the door? Are you waiting for Melody to do something? I'm... I do... Mm. I think I'm going to tell you, you can decide what you want. Probably in this case, it would be on you to announce your presence. Tempest has never known how to run away from situations. So yeah, they would um, (laughs) take a deep breath and knock. Okay, you knock and you hear Melody's voice on the other side. Come in. Yep, they open the door and it's like, hi, you wanted to see me? Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, Tempest, uh, how's it going? Sit, uh, sit down. Okay, it's it's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, class is going okay? Yeah, everything seems to be going all right. Okay, good, good. Um, yeah, no, I just, uh, I wanted to call you in uh, to just get an update on how the uh, analysis of the footage from uh, La Basin is going. It's going good, a little slower than I anticipated, but it's all right. Some of the footage quality is really off, so it takes some time to figure out what I'm looking at, whether it's an echinoderma or hexectern lens. That's really difficult. Sure, sure. Um, do you have the uh, Do you have the stuff from April 10th analyzed? I actually could use that for a grant um, that I'm writing right now. Um, I'm not quite finished. I-, I can probably get to you soon, though. But you started it, right? Yes. She has this sort of disappointed look on her face. Tempest, there is no footage from April 10th. You would know that if you'd spent any time looking at the data. Yep. They, they, she got him. You got caught locked. They just look like very like, fuck, you got me. They, They are very ashamed of this. Melody pauses and she's been sitting back just a little bit contemplatively and now she leans forward and gets not menacingly but serious leans forward and gets close to you and says Mm -hmm. tempest wasting my time is one thing lying to me is another now what have you been doing i i have been looking at the data i just thought that it could use a more through analysis Thorough analysis for what? Anything? Any any organisms? Anything out of the ordinary? <sighs> okay. <sighs> Story time. It. Do you know? Do you know? Um, y- you want to get to the point. You know. You want to get an office like this. You want to get a position like I have. You you want all that, right? That's still what you want. I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, do you know how long it takes to get here? Years. Yeah. Yeah. A, a long time. Um, it it actually it takes it takes decades of of your life, and I don't. When I say decades, I mean you know we we've, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mean you know, an easy few decades of, you know, working on and off. I mean, like 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week for decades if you want to get a spot like this. 
Uh-huh. And and I, you you have the the potential to to do that, and not most people most people don't, and you do, and it. I'm not. I I. I'm a little angry, but mostly just because you have a chance and a gift that so few people do, and you're you're wasting it, dude. I just I I can't get. Over, I can't, this is, this is why we do science, right? To find things that we never thought existed. There's so much in the deep sea and it's, I just can't get over it. I can't stop yeah. thinking about it. I can't pretend it wasn't there. We've been over this. There was some corrupted footage. It's probably an artifact. I know what an artifact looks like. I know what corrupted footage looks Tempest, like. Tempest, do you want to be a scientist or do you want to be a carnival barker? They do not respond. They are just staring. Okay. I I figured we were going to have to have this conversation today. I was hoping we weren't, but I figured. So I, I think you need to take a step back and reevaluate some things. We have your, your advancement is coming up. And if you keep going like this, you're not going to be ready for it. Um, and, were you about to say something? No, they, I don't think they know what they're going to say. They're just upset. <laughs> Let me tell you from experience, if I had a conversation like this with my advisor, I would be just shut up, stock still. <laughs> I yeah. would not be chiming in. Yeah, they, um, they're just like, they, they have nothing. They're just like, oh God, oh fuck, oh God, oh, oh fuck. Oh, absolutely. It's funny because one of my principles is I'm supposed to inject horror into everyday situations. <laughs> and this is probably the most acute example of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, the, this is the horror of me and five years yeah i would love to tell you no but yeah Mm -hmm. so melody again kind of leans back now having said her piece i think you need to take a step back um i actually found a situation which i think might be good for you uh have you you've heard i've mentioned my uh uh colleague andy right yeah the the clam guy right yeah uh, andy dr feldman down in uh in in massachusetts uh he um he does he does clam research right he's the clam guy uh he's kind of known for that um and he's a little um a little more slower paced it's not quite as exciting as the work that we do here but i think you know i would love for you to get to continue this project but i think it might be good for you to just focus on something simple. We can, we can tie it in with some of the other stuff, you know, you can present it as, as, you know, you diversifying your academic skill set or, or whatever, but yeah. I think they're just staring down. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm not doing this to, to punish you. Okay. Okay. No, they 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 don't respond. They're just doing their very best not to show any of their emotions on their face. Yeah, yeah. Recognizing that Melody's face softens just slightly. She's a very stoic, no nonsense person, but she's not an asshole. Mm-hmm. She does actually give a shit, or she wouldn't be going. <laughs> she would not be going through this. No, she exactly. She would just get rid of you, probably. So she sits back. Um, okay. Uh, I know, like I said, I know this isn't as glamorous. I know this maybe isn't what you wanted to do, but um, it'll be it'll be useful. And uh, 
you know, if you, you go for a few months, do a good job, show me you can focus, you can absolutely come back and, and start work on this project again. I, 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 you, I mean, you know, not to, no pressure, but you are my first student. And if you uh, burn out that, you know, I have every incentive to make sure this, this works out for you for both our sakes. So I'm, I'm not doing this to punish you. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I can do that. Um, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll make some plans. I think you can head down there in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll find you a, a hotel or something. And, uh, Andy, Andy's real nice. I think you'll actually like him. <laughs> Sounds. Yeah. There are worse ways to spend some time, I guess. There are, um, like finding another school. Yeah. I got that part. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I gotta, I gotta keep working on this grant, but, uh, I'll send you some more details and you can, you know, contact Andy and, and get set up. Okay. I'll, All right. um, get, I'll get on that. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. And All I right, think, bye. yeah, they take that as the dismissal it is. Yep. And then we cut to present Tempest who wakes up. I think you wake up sort of around the time Ashton is looking at the photos. Mm-hmm. Ashton, I will say like, you notice Tempest start to stir. You do have time if you want to try to get all the photos together and put them up. So they're waking up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And you have all these photos in this <laughs> tube that Slurpee spilled out. And as a reminder, they're all photos of Dane. And one of them has your handwriting on it with the phrase, do not trust. <laughs> as he holds those pictures in his hand, he'll try to discern, are they all like from the same kind of era? So I won't make you roll investigate a mystery for this because I kind of said it at the end of the last episode. They actually do seem like different eras. Some of them seem about as old as the existence of photographs mm-hmm. almost. <laughs> one of them you see is what looks like an old photo from those kind of army lineup photos that mm-hmm. you see. Where like no one smiles. Yup. It doesn't look like a photo from a couple decades ago. Even it looks like a photo from probably some of the first photographs in an American war would have been civil war and beyond. So that's probably what we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. From Ashton's perspective, either they are from that time period or someone has gone to great lengths to make it seem like they are. Um, However, they are not originals. They are scans or whatever photographs. How big are they? They vary in size a little bit, but I'm going to say the size of a regular uh, 8x11 sheet of paper is smaller. And they were wrapped up in the tube. And the tube was not super big. They were small enough and few enough to fit inside that tube, which apparently, I guess you don't know for sure that it's the same tube you fed to Slurpee, but you don't remember, unless you want to tell me, I don't think you remember feeding another tube to Slurpee. I do not remember feeding large tubes to my dog from another dimension. No. You're looking at these photos (laughs) and then Tempest starts to stir. What do you do? He'll uh, glance over to see Tempest starting to wake up a bit and go, Oh shit. And he'll like be holding them and he'll accidentally crinkle some of them. Like as he sees them start to stir, he'll go, Oh shit. And he will shove them back in the canister and then try to put the tube under some pillows behind him and then lean on it. You know, like when you get caught with like your DS in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love this. Tempest, you tell me how much of this you see and what your reaction to I it think is. I'll let you decide. Tempest will just see like a flurry of weird movement and be like, what on earth? Oh, hi, you're, you're awake. Are, are you okay? Are you feeling all right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Uh, yeah, just uh, worked from a doozy of a dream. Yeah, uh, the same, actually. Uh, how, how, uh, don't try and move too much. I don't really know what he did to your ribs, but I don't think you should 
move around. No, I feel fine. And he'll no, try to like lean not. up a bit and he'll just feel like, oh, no, that still hurts. All right. Okay. I have to stay. Yeah, just stay there. You oh. broke a decent quantity of bones. Uh, As opposed about? to an indecent quantity of bones. <laughs> 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 I was about to um, name drop it and I realized I don't remember. <laughs> Tempest would, but I don't. Tempest, you hear the sound of a truck pulling up, which you suspect is Andy coming to talk to you, like he said. Oh, shit. Um, definitely should not bring him up here with Slurpee because that will be a lot of questions that I don't want to answer. Um, oh, who's that? Is that, your, uh, is that your clam friend? That is, yeah, sure. He's, he's my clam friend. Yeah, he, he wanted to check and see if oh, we were is he okay. your boss instead? Is he your clam boss? Well, technically, yes. Huh. Clam boss sounds like, I don't know, a food show where they only make oysters or something. <laughs> oysters and clams are not the same. Dan. Boss clam. <laughs> it's just a clam and a tuxedo. and <laughs> I invite you to my family. <laughs> the clam father. <laughs> you break my trust like this. Back to the ocean with you. <laughs> you mingle with the fresh waters. How can I ever think of you ever again? <laughs> That's our next show idea. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done now. <laughs> I will license this. Tempest, are you just going to get up and walk out and meet him out there? Is that the plan? I think they will try as well as they can to straighten up and then realize that they're, they are still wearing their sea-soaked clothes and be like, oh, shit. <sighs> They, they are in their room, so they might grab a shirt and be like, hey, don't look. Just for the sake of being, like, even slightly more presentable. There's nothing to be done about their hair. There's nothing to be done about most of their appearance. But they can yes. at least have a clean shirt. When you get up, your right thigh is sore when you put weight on it. Do you yeah. do you look at it at all? Or? Yeah, probably be like, oh, did I whack myself or something? So you look at it, and this is actually, I, I sort of mentioned this to y'all in the off weeks. Where, uh, well, so there was a few roles where I forgot to make consequences, and I'm not going to retcon it in a way that's like super shitty or hurtful. And there were some cases like that just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a situation where I should have given harm to Tempest for a uh, kick some ass roll, and I didn't. And I don't really care because it's not out of narrative, but I thought it would actually be fun. You have a little battle scar that you could show off. So you have a pretty bruised thigh where maybe the tentacle whacked you or something, and you're just going to take one delayed harm from Noted. that now that the adrenaline is weighed off. Will the adrenaline do. is wearing off. Ow, fuck, I don't I don't even remember that. I think Ashton would be like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even there on the boat when it happened, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so are you headed out now to just go see Andy now that you've got your shirt and everything? Yes. They okay, so tried desperately to claw their hair into some kind of a ponytail and it's it's not happening. It's not happening at all. Yeah. Have fun. Okay. I'll be yes. here alone with my thoughts. And Slurpee. <laughs> and my dog. <laughs> Just don't uh, yes. try and move around and don't get yourself hurt or something, okay? I will keep no promises. I don't know what I'm doing with this accent today, <laughs> but it is something No, I mean, honestly, the fact that you've said it's like an affect... Mm -hmm. gives you a lot of liberties to do different yes. things with it and still be okay. Ashton is really tired and still kind of fucked up and is just, he can't remember exact, the exact crocodile hunter he ha he that he normally goes for. He has some salt water, like, mm -hmm. yeah. 
you residual know. Uh, gills too. Yes, yeah, of course. It's, uh, it's messing with him. It's totally not me being bad at this. <laughs> Tempest is going to be so excited about that. You have no fucking idea. If there's nothing left to do here. Nope, um, yeah. Okay, say Tempest heads out because I actually do want to cut now to Jane and Cassandra sitting in, in the Danny's with M. And was like, road trip. And you guys have decided to make a road trip. Cassandra, you were kind of trying to tune in to figure out using your, your hunches or your things might be go bad sense to hone in on where the monster might be. While you're doing that, you actually get a much more acute sense that something bad is potentially about to happen right around you all in the next little bit. I thought Cassandra's like head snaps up to the other two. I'm having another bad feeling. Something's going to happen here soon. Dane will reach down for whatever weapon is closest in the booth or wherever they're sitting at the table. Probably grab their hammer and kind of like look they around. They brought it to the Dannys, did they? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> this is this is Dane. Dane doesn't give a shit. Dannys. Dannys. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you grab the hammer. Now, question, did you ever put on a shirt? Uh, there is... Uh, I like to imagine that they were just like, they were going to stop Dane, but then they saw how muscled he was and they're like, nah, this is fine. <laughs> I'm not going to die yeah, okay, at two okay. in the morning. Halfway through the meal, just Dane would have a shirt thrown at his face. <laughs> from Cassandra. Oh, you probably have one in the bag, right? The infinite yeah. bag of infiniteness. Oh, you should you toss Dane the the like the the hoodie, the, the yes. his, his summer alternate outfit, so like hoodie, but with the sleeves ripped off. Sun's out, guns out, baby. Okay, yeah, I like that look, Cassandra. When Dane picks up the hammer, the feeling gets worse, as if whatever he has done has potentially made the bad thing more likely to happen. Dane, put the hammer down. Dane will give Cassandra a look and just Would you rather I use my hammer or my teeth? I'd rather you wait and see it got worse. There are still monsters out there. Yes, there are still monsters out there. But my feeling hasn't strayed us wrong. Dane will narrow their eyes and they will reluctantly let go of the hammer. So... This is what I'm going to say. I have said before that I shy away from this particular role, but I actually was listening to Trials of the Apocalypse mm -hmm. and the DM on there. Uh, David that. does a really good job of utilizing, at least in their first arc that I listened to, the manipulate someone move on a PC. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dane, you start to set the hammer down. The hammer glows a little bit like it did when you were inside the monster. And also the mouths, they don't open up, but you can almost feel them like twitching, like trying to open almost a little bit on their own. Uh, like they do not, they do not like the, they, they're like, no, 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 we want to like, let's, let's do the thing. Let's not wait. So Cassandra, we now get to do the thing that we have been waiting for a very long time to do. Hey. Uh, now, uh, importantly here, you actually might have something which helps you which is you have your unnatural appeal yep. that you took as an improvement, which gives you, lets you roll plus weird instead of plus charm when you manipulate someone. However, we did talk about this just earlier today. How do you, in this context, narratively, if that's what you want to do, you don't have to, but if that's what you want to do, how do you do that? How do you have a supernatural appeal in this context? Um, I would definitely say it's more of a, hey, this person's kind of scary. Maybe we should listen to them. <laughs> Which, in the case of Dane, might not actually work. 
Especially if you want to make it work on Dane, you might have to put a little bit of extra weight behind yeah. it. Yeah. Like, how do you seem scary, especially to someone like Dane? <sighs> Being very uncharacteristic of Cassandra, raising their voice and really getting really out of that monotone thing they usually do, getting a bit mm -hmm. more active. Probably the equivalent of screaming and climbing over the table, but in a Cassandra way. <laughs> So do that. I'll give you a prompt. Dane starts to set down the hammer. And then you see that for Dane, I think you're hesitating a little bit because of the mouse twitching. Like Dane hesitates to put it down as if they are still unsure. And that bad feeling is like starting to creep up more and more now. Cassandra actually gets up and starts reaching over the table to grab the hammer itself. Dane, no. Dane, from your perspective, when Cassandra says that the voice does seem to have more of a weight, like it's not just them speaking. So Cassandra, roll manipulate someone. So you have a minus three because of your yeah. hold. You've spent it, but you have a plus three from your weird. So this is a net neutral roll here. That is a five. Oh no. Yes. Oh, okay. that's an experience okay. point. Hey, that's <laughs> This is great. So uh, when you do this against another hunter on a miss, it's up to that hunter to decide how badly you offend or annoy them. <laughs> this is the fun part, though. They mark experience if they decide not to do what you asked. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, Dane's not going to do what the what? No, Dane's not going <laughs> to. Dane almost goes to put the hammer down, but just like the mouths twitching, the glowing of the hammer with the with the recent high of the fight and everything's just. So Cassandra goes to reach for the hammer and starts to grab at it. What do you do? Dane will yoink his hand and the hammer away. These are mine. Actually, technically, and it's mine. We can call you Ashton instead of Bill. This is great. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's at that moment that the door opens and you hear a painfully familiar voice say, I don't know what happened. Look, I've been looking for my boat. I've been looking for my car. I can't find, I was attacked at the lighthouse last night. And then uh, you all turn, he turns and looks at you, Dane. And he says, I gotta call you back. And he shuts the phone off. Oh no. <laughs> and, it was his boat. Oh, this makes it so much better. <laughs> Not just his boat, but his car. You mentioned his car, too. Wow, a good old dumb little whammy. I'm going to say again, because she's not an amateur and probably encouraged you all like, hey, we should ditch the car somewhere and walk here instead of parking oh, yeah. a stolen car oh, yeah. we in the middle we of a day. I thought we parked it at like the beach or something. I don't remember. At some point, I we think she drove it somewhere else. Yeah, and, we did. and yeah, she ditched it in a less than obvious locale. Yeah. Anyways, he looks at you. Where is my boat? What did you do with my boat? Dane, <laughs> not bothering to look at anyone else. Just I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, you can't play sly with me this time, big guy. My my buddy said he saw someone about your size and also someone that looked uh, I, you know, a pretty distinct group. You guys from out of town. So he looked like someone like your scientist friend who's apparently from, from Portland or something. You two were looking for boats and he said he saw you get one that was like mine and then you all hopped on and drove off. So mild above the table thing. Both Tempest and Dane, you two have rolled mixed successes on help out rolls at different points. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I have not, this is the coming back of that. Oh yeah. Shit. Um, Dane. I'm just gonna be so fucking mad. Dane, without looking at Cassandra or M, will stand up and take the hammer with them and walk up to Bitch Boy and look down at them. I suggest that you forget 
everything you were just told. Unless you want to make this place your final stop. Oh, fuck. Wait, we don't even, we're not even using his boat anymore. <laughs> Let me think on what I want to do here. I could make Dave's you roll and manipulate him. someone, but I have something far more interesting do it. to do. Um, as you say that, you start to feel the mouths really twitch because the adrenaline is really running. Yeah. And it's almost like an association. Like, okay, the last time we saw this guy, like the big mouth got to come out. We got to scare him. Let's do it again. Because yeah. <laughs> you have leaned into your pride pretty darn heavily over the past few minutes. So one of the things your playbook has to do, you, can, you could have had to do this once with the hellhounds, but you chose to not even bother to try. Yeah. The mouths want to like, not just, you know, do a little hiss. They want to like come out in the middle of potentially a public place. Yeah. And if you want to try to stop them, you're going to have to roll and act under pressure. Do you try to pull them back down, recognizing that this could be a bad thing? I'm going to try and pull them back, at least for now. Upon seeing this. Well, first, something M would have seen. Cassandra just looking absolutely betrayed. Like, hurt. Just hurt. And then upon seeing that Dane's not stopping, looks to M, looks to Dane, and then just bolts out of the booth and tries to make their way in front of Dane. Mm. Okay. So this will probably be, depending on how Dane's role goes, maybe a help out role if you're, but we'll see. First, right before Cassandra is going to get there, Dane, the mouths want to open up. So roll act under pressure. Oh boy. Well, that's a seven. So it's not a complete fail. Okay. This is what I'm going to say. A couple things happen. Before Cassandra gets in the way, the hammer glows a little bit, and then you have your sleeveless hoodie on, right? Yeah. A few of the mouths just open a little, just a little, enough where you can see the eye. And they don't fully open, and as far as you can tell, there's maybe one or two other people here. No one else but Bitch Boy sees it, but he for sure sees something. It's effective at scaring him. Yeah. Right? But he knows, he, he knows his suspicions, and now Good. he knows something is up. Good. And he backs up, and then at this point, Cassandra, do you get in between the two of them? What do you do? Cassandra's facing towards Dane instead. Dane, just back away. Please. We don't need more issues. This boy has been an issue from the beginning. Oh, you're about to have an issue there, uh, sweetie, because I want my boat back. I'll give you a boat. Good. I oh. want one back. <laughs> 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 it means exact it means exactly what Dane wants it to mean. He's gonna give him a boat. I just love this moment because Bitch Boy has been insulted by you all and clout back so many times that I'd appreciate that he got one in at oh, least. Yeah. I'll give you a boat. And him's like, check, check, please! Check, please. <laughs> we're, we're good here. <laughs> Bitch boy. Boy, doesn't seem like he wants to immediately let y'all just leave. Like, he wants something. I want my boat back. I don't know if you did something with my truck, but I sure as hell bet you did, so I want my truck back. Dane will look at Cassandra and place the hammer at their feet, snarl a little bit, and walk around them and walk right up to Bitch Boy. And just close enough so that a little tongue will sliver out, lick their cheek. Oh, so you're leaning into the he know. Okay, I like this actually a lot. This is good. Your truck is fine. And your boat is fine. I'll leave it to you to find it. Roll manipulate someone here. And here we go. 
Well, that's a sex experience. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Cassandra, do you want to try to do anything to help out here to boost that to a seven? Uh-huh. Or, or are you just like, Dana's dug himself a hole. He can deal with it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Cassandra at this point is like, fuck it. Whatever. He decided to do this on his own. Despite my warnings. No, just face the consequences. Chris Poison, we haven't established him as particularly brave, so he's not going to stand up to you, but when you say, like, it's up to you to find something, oh, I'll find it. I'll find all sorts of things. Don't worry, I'll find all out about you all and your little friends and all that stuff going on. I, I'll, I, there's, he's backing up now. He's like, there's something going on fishy in this town and you're all a part of it and I'm going to figure it out. So I'll find my boat. And he's saying this as he's backing out, which is weird because he came here to eat, but now he's like too motivated by this quest. So he's leaving again. (laughs) And then I'm going to be back for breakfast at some point, but I'm going to find all sorts of things. Or my name isn't whatever it is because no one gives me a name. (laughs) (laughs) What do we want? Do we want to give him a name? Oh, that that would ruin it, wouldn't it? I have thought of so many names for him and I don't want him to have any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Then he leaves. And he will be a thorn in your side more often in some way, shape, or form. So basically, Dane, you have resigned the party to dealing with Bitch Boy again at some point. We're going to go to a completely different town or like city. And it will just be like, it will be that scene where it's like you're walking down the sidewalk and you look over and he's just like, Walking faster. She's <laughs> <laughs> on vacation. Uh, we'll cut back now to Ashton. I guess I'm curious. What would you, are you just going to be resting? Is there anything you're going to be doing while you have the room to yourself with Slurpee? He'd be sitting there. Uh, he, after Tempest leaves, he'd wait to hear them just walk away or walk to the equi- whatever it is, a staircase or an elevator or whatever, whatever the anchor has. Um, and then he would immediately uh, like flip over and just like, ah, all right. And pull out the cylinder and like Slurpee would hop up onto the bed that he's on. She kind of nudges at the cylinder, like eats again. Like, can I eat it again? (laughs) No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I said, stop. And he will pop open the cylinder and pull the photos back out. And some of them are a little crinkled now because he did like kind of rush it. Yes. Um, And he'll just like look at each one and try to figure out what's the pattern in these images. Yeah. Great, 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 great. We'll investigate a mystery here. Uh, Five plus four plus one is 10. So you get to ask me two questions from that list. Okie doke. What is being concealed here? You're talking about trying to find a pattern, right? So I gave myself these images and I want to know why these specific images. Okay. What is being concealed here is kind of one of the broad ones. So I can give you a couple things here. Mm -hmm. One, you look at the marker on that note and it looks like the same marker that you would write your login, right? Yeah. So it looks like you probably made this sometime similar. And you look and... I don't think any of them seem to particularly call at the moment to you. And as far as a pattern goes, it looks like it's sort of, I think as you lay them out, you can sort of see a, a timeline as if someone is documenting Dane across, you know, whatever evidence they can find. And the other thing is that they're all secondhand. Right. You said they were scans. And it seems as if someone has spent some time researching on Dane and then collected these. Maybe you did. 
you don't remember you certainly don't remember ever doing anything like that. And the way that there's so many of these, it seems like someone has taken a a decent chunk of time to assemble them. So one or two things is true. Someone else assembled these and then gave them to you. Or if you did it, do it yourself. And then you didn't remember it. It was a chunk of time that you've lost. (laughs) Yeah. um, Is that helpful? Yeah. Yeah. That's super helpful. What's the second question? What happened here? Can I put together like something like some streamline of events from like the images that I've given. Sure. So one of the things you notice is that some of the photos look, I've said this before, but some of them look about as old as photos. So I, you know, I don't, Dane has sort of maybe loosely offhandedly said a couple things about doing it much longer. And we, the audience understand this. I don't know that Ashton has had it explained explicitly. She's like, oh, much, much longer. Um, And the other thing that you would notice uh, is that Dane does not seem to age in any of these photos. Can I figure out, like, judging on where these images or whether these pictures were taken? Okay, okay, yes. Yes, that's a great question. So one of the photos, the era, the look of the photo and the uniforms and everything looks like a Civil War photo. Dane posing in a Union uniform with other Union soldiers. Mm Mm-hmm. You find another one, which looks like it might be from World War One. Dane is in an American uniform again with some American soldiers. There are no war photos after that. After World War One, All the photos that look like they're more modern sort of look like they were not taken, that they were sort of taken candidly or like someone was tracking Dane, something like that. So the timeline you're able to get that you're sort of able to ascertain from this is Dane must have done some military stuff in at least the Civil War and World War One. Given how thorough this person has been, you suspect that, whether it's you or someone else, that if there was a World War II or later photo, they would have found it, which must mean that those photos don't exist either because Dane wasn't in those wars or those photos were covered up or destroyed somehow. Yeah, he'll be saying some stuff out loud while he's in the room, presumably by himself and no one is listening. The only person who might be listening, I guess someone else maybe in the hotel, we haven't really explored the other occupants, uh, or Archibald, who has, seems to have his hands dizzy downstairs. But he'll be he'll be talking out loud and he'll be saying like, okay, so what can we make of this? We own multiple war photos, which says service, but uh, someone like Dane feels like it would be something like, I mean, you would think they would put him on the front lines. Who knows? Uh, let's see what else. Um, dropped off the face of the earth, apparently, off after World War One. Uh, <clears throat> who knows why that happened? He'll just be looking through them and be like, thinking, what could make a person drop away from that stuff after doing it for? Centuries, basically. Yeah, at least a century. Civil War is about 1860s. World War One is about 19-teens. So at least half a century. And like I said, going back on the what happened here, the existence of photos before that seemed to mostly be just because photos weren't taken much before then. Just like pictures of like hieroglyphs depicting names. Yeah, no, there's nothing quite like that. Yeah, Ashton is thinking, you know, Dane is a person who's drawn to conflict, so it's kind of odd for him to sit out on entire wars when he's participated before and fought for the sides that he believed in. And he's just pondering that, um, letting his ribs heal for a bit. Sure. That's a perfectly good place to stop. I want to try to get y'all together soon, so we probably got one or two more solo bits here. Tempest, you walk out of the Anchor Hotel, and 
Andy is there and he hops out his car. Oh, uh, hey there. Uh, hi. I think they're limping a little. Oh, you, you all right? Yeah. Uh, long story, storm, water, kind of almost drowned, the whole thing. I'm good. He hops out of the car just to, as he's kind of checking on. He's still got his, some of the same waiters on he had the other day. He's got other clothes under them or whatever. Yes. He gets out and there's a little crinkle in his pocket. And he's like, oh, when he kind of reaches down and he uh, he pulls out the plastic bag with the card in it. Oh, hey. Oh, uh, oh, huh. Andy, can I have a look at that? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, why, 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 do you, why do you need it? Uh, I, looked, I looked into this company really unethical. Probably don't want to work with them. Oh, well, I mean, I, you know, I don't have to. Do you need to look at their card to find more out of? Sounds like you already looked into them. Yeah, just figured we could probably throw it away while we're here. Whatever you like, though. Oh, um, this is intriguing. So I think, I think that this is going to be a manipulate this. Yeah. Andy, you know, he might want to look at it more himself. Of course. He might take it. Yeah. And I guess I will give you, just because it's been a little while since this came up, there's no reason to think that it's not currently functioning as a listening device right now. Yes, exactly. Which is why okay, you're not okay. saying anything while that thing is in his fucking pocket. Tempest is learning. Yay. Very proud. <laughs> okay, I'll manipulate someone. That's a total of a nine. This is fun. So on a seven to nine, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show them that you mean it. Yeah. I think you have to give him like some piece of information yeah. about the company to actually show that you've done your research. I was um, hanging out with some people earlier, and I'm, and they were they tried to buy their house. Actually, they're trying to like buy up all the surrounding private property or something, some kind of oh. weird thing. Probably looking for oil or whatever. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Oh, they probably yeah. I know these. They probably say it's for like conservation or something, but half the time it never ends up that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, you know. Uh, I'll uh, I'll check it out, and he chucks it in the garbage. So you've mentioned that you were for sure at Ashton's place. You gave up a little something there. Oh shit! Um, but the card, yeah, no. Yep. I mean, you did your they best, did. kid. <laughs> he tosses it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. So the card's probably not destroyed. It's probably still functional, but it's no longer a threat. Well, uh, you want to um, you want to talk here for a bit? I can I can take you back to the place. We can get some uh, some tea or whatever, or I don't know what you prefer, but tea would be great actually. What whatever works. Two of you hop in the car and you're driving over. So, uh, it kind of looks like you had a little bit of a rough, rough night. Something like that. <laughs> Rougher than I was expecting. Oh, um, as you're driving, Tempest, you may be looking at the side. You notice that there is a fair amount of potentially not as bad as it could have been, mm-hmm. but there's a fair amount of destruction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we all kind of had a rough night. It was a big old wave. I heard, I don't know. We all, uh, did you hear like those, uh, some weird sounds yeah. coming out? I'm not sure what that like a th- was, really. Oh. Weird. No, I, yeah, no, it's strange. Um, it was too, uh, visibility was so bad, couldn't out find anything. Me and, uh, me and, uh, Gibby were, were trying to look, but, uh, no, no luck. <laughs> Wait, what is this? <laughs> Say that name again, please. <laughs> oh, he's, he referred to them as Gibby. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. I love that oh. so much. Uh, oh yeah, no, sorry, Gibby's, Gibby's my husband. You actually talked to him on the phone. Yes, earlier. I remember. Uh, so the nah, he's great. The yeah, yeah, definitely. I haven't met. I'm excited to meet him. I guess. And at that moment, you actually pull up to Doctor Feldman's residence. Yeah. Tempest does like look down. I'm kind of a mess. Really. That's all right. We're clam scientists. We're supposed to be a mess. <laughs> 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 they do laugh. 
God, the, the contrast between Andy and Melody is adorable. Yeah, and Melody's like, oh, fuck, I have to, I'm meeting another person who, I, I don't know if they're professional, but they're still, like, associated with the field, and I'm, I'm, I've literally slept in this and also got in the water, and Andy's like, it's yeah. fine. Everything's it's great. It's fine. It's chill. So Melody would not approve. You hop out there. There's actually, uh, the Feldman residence has a, uh, there's a garage. Mm-hmm. There's like a, there's kind of a truck in there. There's a couple of other cars um, mm-hmm. kind of pulled up in the driveway and underneath them, you see a pair of legs from someone who slid under one of them. And uh, Annie's like, oh, uh, sweetheart, we're home. And you just hear like, oh, uh, great. There's a tea kettle on in the, uh, in the kitchen. Uh, I'm just fixing some stuff up in here. Hey, hi. Uh, he wheels out and you see Andy's husband, Gibbs, who is a pretty tall, pretty well-muscled guy. Good for Andy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Did you do this nice. just because you're like, Andy deserves something nice? Lucky Andy. fucking does deserve something nice. <laughs> he's kind of got like some, you know, some grease on him. Clearly, like mm-hmm. he's been doing some repairs. Like, oh, uh, um, I guess uh, nice to meet you again from earlier on the phone. Hi. Uh, Gibbs here. Nice to meet you. I'm Tempest. Nice. So you're the, the new kiddo helping uh, Andy out. Is that right? Yeah. Good, good. He starts to extend his hand to shake. Then he realizes it's covered in oil. He's like, oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no worry. Yeah. Um, well, I, I got to finish up a couple things here, but I might be in to join you on a little bit. Of course. Sounds good. All right. He kind of gets back down and slides back under the car. Good catch, Andy. What time is it in this? Um... No. I think it's I... kind of getting into because y'all were up pretty early and you've kind of pulled an all nighter almost. Uh, you've got a little bit of a cat nap, but yeah. you're probably still pretty tired. Yeah. It can't be much later than nine. Yeah, even. okay. That, that's what I wanted to be like. Like, I remember that we went to bed at six in the morning. Yeah, exactly. So it, it probably is closer even to like eight or seven. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But anyway, it's, it's early morning. It's so. early as hell. Uh-huh. Okay. Just wanted to establish that before we move You open on. the door. The place, it smells nice. It kind of smells a little bit like the ocean, but in not a super clammy way. Or of like a scented candle kind of way. Yeah, a little bit. It smells like the idea of the ocean rather than the reality. <laughs> <laughs> no low tide. And you can even like inform this a little bit. I picture Andy's home as being a couple of my friends, actually, this gay couple that I uh, have spent time with. They're <laughs> adorable and their home is always kept super nice. And it's like the stereotypical gay guy home where mm-hmm. everything is perfect. No. And this is kind of what I'm picturing for that, except there's probably like some C charts. Yeah. I'm looking around at my bedroom with my lighthouse lamps and four yeah. different octopus drawings on the walls and being like, yeah, that tracks. Just general ocean theme paraphernalia. So here's the thing about scientists. We all do the Miss Frizzle thing in the marine bio where you all uh-huh. have a bunch of stuff related to your field of science. There's a professor who does algae who has these beautiful local algae tattoos all up his arms. Like it'll be plastered up over your workspace. There'll be stickers on your laptop. So there's got to be clam shit in here. Yeah. <laughs> I think also in addition to some clam stuff, you do see some like car related stuff, which you assume is probably related to, to Gibbs. Of course. Uh, hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the... Uh, the two of you, you sit down over a cup of tea. Yeah, Tempest is like, did not realize how tired they were in the moment they tasted caffeine. They're like, oh my fucking God, I needed that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gibbs, Gibbs brews a good cup of tea. I mean, it's kind of hard to mess up, but at least he doesn't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, welcome, uh, happy first day in Spinfidge, I guess. And what a day it was. <sighs> Christ. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, I mean, do you want to talk about anything? I don't think you'd believe me. I don't know. Try me. I've seen plenty of weird stuff. 
kind of a small towns are weird. So give it a shot. I mean, worst case scenario, I don't believe you. And then we're back at where we were before this. Yeah. I love Andy. I want to give him a hug. How much did Melody tell you about why I started doing this? Um, About why why you started doing science or coming Clams. to help me? Yes. Clams. Oh, okay. Um, she said you were, you know, a little, little distracted. Uh, I uh, I tend to help out. Um, and, you know, I got a small operation going here. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about that. So I just kind of, when students need a little help. Actually, I, did she tell you she worked for me once? She did not. Oh, my God. Oh, I should tell you some stories sometime. It's hilarious. Um God, you should have seen her back then. She was not, she was not put together like she is now. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, sorry. Anyways, don't get me rambling. Um, yeah, she said you were a little, little little distracted. Had a few things going on. Could use a slower pace. She didn't give a ton of specifics. I didn't really ask for them. Well, I kept looking for things that probably weren't there, and then someone here had an idea of where to find them. So. Went looking and this whole thing happens. Sorry, and got I, caught um, in a storm. I'm trying this to, whole thing. Trying, trying to track you. Uh, you were looking for things that weren't, probably weren't. What do you mean by things that weren't there? I mean, <sighs> undocumented organisms sounds better than cryptid, so let's go with that. He, he laughs a little bit. All right, so you were you were looking for undocumented organisms. We'll, we'll go with your your name and and. Why were you were you just into those or something? Because <sighs> Melody didn't think they were there. No one thought they were there. And I just wanted to prove it. So why why do you think that they're there? I'm sure I saw them. That's all. And I'm not crazy. Where did you see them? This was like a while ago. It was we were doing like some ROV work. I was lucky to even go with Melody, like I've never really seeing people getting to go on those kind of things and I was just watching the cams and there was a creature that I I know what a Sixka looks like I know what an oarfish looks like I know what everything that goes around in those waters looks like and it wasn't any of that all right but the recording didn't it didn't pick it up okay so woohoo seeing phantom monsters it's a great track in your career yeah. Okay. So, so you saw something you couldn't explain. You're pretty. You're you're sure you saw it. So, you couldn't let it go. And I'm guessing that's what brought you here. Yep. You don't. You're, you're not gonna film me. I I I I imagine that clam science was a touch of a step down. Sorry. I remember. I've helped a lot of students out. I have. I have seen the oh god, I'm doing clam science face. It is not unfamiliar. Yeah. All right. So. So that's how you ended up here. And then you said you met some people who could find one. Yeah. Did you find one? Yeah. All right. Do you, do you got do you got evidence of it? No. That's the part that's the bad part. All right. Um what'd you find? Charybdis. The 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 Greek sea monster? Closest equivalent. I could think of anyway. Big. All right. And what Couldn't happened? find the body attached to it. Um, what happened to it? You remember the big guy? I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah. He, the, uh, yeah. He the came. one who didn't talk. Yes. 
I'm pretty sure he killed it somehow. All right. And then it wasn't there anymore, which is so bullshit. How the fuck does that happen? Okay. So what do you do now? I don't know. Well, what what, what are we, Tempest? What, what do we do? Science. We're scientists. And what do scientists do? Find evidence. All right. So you have something which you cannot explain with your current data. Okay. All right. So what you got to do is so so let's uh, there's there's a couple options either uh, you know another good thing scientists do is we come up with alternate alternative hypotheses. So the you know your hypothesis is Charybdis is real and you killed it and it is gone now. <laughs> so what are some alternative hypotheses to that? Um, I have finally cracked. All right. He actually gets out a notebook and starts writing these down. <laughs> I don't think that, I hope that one's not good enough to be worth writing down. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're going to consider all options. Okay. That's the only other one I have. Everyone was right and I've gone crazy. So either Charybdis is real or you have cracked. Either this is real or I'm crazy. It's not a great options. Yeah. Okay. So... So Charybdis is real or you've cracked. So what, what's the next thing we do as a scientist? We got hypotheses. What do we got to do? Try and disprove them, I guess. Or yep. So how are you going to, how are you going to disprove or at least have, you know, we don't remember, we don't, we don't prove or disprove anything in science. Um, but how are we going to provide evidence for or against these hypotheses? Go find another one. All right. So... Is that what that seems like? That's what you got to do then. But they got to do, do clam things. I, I don't. I don't know if you noticed. There's kind of a big storm. It's going to take a while to get the whole clam things settled oh, down fuck again. You're right. All right. So. So here's the thing. Mm. I, for what it's worth, like I, you, you seem like you're being honest and like you're together. So, I'm that. To that extent, I believe I believe you. I believe I believe you saw Charybdis. Um, the trick is that you're not, you know, you're not gonna be able to prove that to anyone else, especially Melody. Mm-hmm. So, but you need to find another one. So, are your friends looking for another one? Uh, I don't know, but probably. Is there? Do you know if there's another one around here? I doubt it. The- the havoc that thing must have wreaked on the trophic levels. You have no idea how the hell it even existed. I have. It's fascinating. It is, right? That's what science is about. They do seem to be perking up. Yes. Like, yes. Let, let's, oh God, I'm fucked. And goes, this is so cool, right? This is cool that we I, do this. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why we do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So you need to go find one of them. All right. I, th- I think we can do this. Um, you... I have I have some data you can work on remotely that will tell Melody that's what you're doing. Do enough of it for me that we can like, you know, pass it off. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but I mean, you walked in here and told me Charybdis is real. Do you really think I was just going to say, yeah, keep doing clams? Um, would you be would you be upset if I said yes? <laughs> oh boy, you were clearly Melody's grad student. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. It's neither. It just is. Um, and you know, there's a reason why she's, she's gotten where she is as quick as she has and why I am, you know, here he gestures around to all the clam, with clams. <laughs> I mean, it's really nice. Yeah, I enjoy it. 
all right. Um, so why don't you go find your friends and uh, figure out where the next one is, and then you could you could call me once you figured out what you're doing next. Andy, I think you're the nicest scientist I've ever met. You know that might be right, and that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. All right. As long as you all are okay with this, I want to get you all together sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Tempest um, was promised cheesecake pancakes, and they will be getting them. Oh, Dana's taking some. Um, <laughs> Tempest gets dropped up at the hotel. Ashton, you're still there. Mm-hmm. M, Cassandra, and Dane, you two are walking back. What is the mood like on the walk back? Tense. Yes. It's weirdly tense because in one hand, Dane has the hammer on the hip. There's a sword and everything. They're actually dressed now. And the other hand, they're like gently, but also like tensely grabbing the container that holds the cheesecake pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) I am holding this firmly, but I must not hold it too firmly that I will break the container. But I am tense it's like a plastic container isn't it mm-hmm. so it's like crinkling it's like giving like that plastic crinkle when yeah. like yeah. you hear it like bend yeah yeah so cassandra what are you doing are you just kind of the same yeah sort of i'm just kind of maybe behind they're short and they're tired they can't walk that fast <laughs> yeah i just kind of i'm kind of behind um just really looking down at the ground clutching at the like strap of their messenger bag okay as you're doing that, Cassandra, your skin starts to feel prickly and weird and you get an urge to scratch it. Do you scratch it? Not directly at first. You just, Cassandra would just be like, not again. And then we'll just kind of like try to scratch through the fabric in order not to hurt themselves, but still try to satisfy that feeling. It does not satisfy the prickling. <laughs> they will then tuck a hand up under their sleeve and start scratching at their skin. Okay, you scratch at your skin for a bit and then something really strange happens. You're scratching and it feels like skin, but then it feels weirdly hard and it feels, you almost feel like you flaked a chunk of something off of yourself. What What the fuck? And then like pull their hand out. Do you look at the arm or whatever yeah, what you've been picking up? Yeah, they'll pull their hand out and then like pull the sleeve up. Yeah, this is what you would see. That spot on your arm, so for, I'm going to say a couple things here. It doesn't hurt, at least not in the way that it looks like it should. Basically, not a chunk, but a shard of your arm has fallen off. And underneath, you can see what looks like a black iridescent gemstone. It's a small bit, just a little crack. Excuse me, what the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. It looks like the gem that is around your neck. It's the same type of shade and everything. What? Uh, and it looks kind of like the way the paint was chipping off of the stone. Sandra will just pull the sleeve down and just kind of tuck it into the back of their mind for later. <laughs> it's like that Adventure Time episode where Finn is like, that one's just going in the vault. Damn, <laughs> 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 yeah. deal with the vault for like another three seasons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I honestly think that that is an appropriate reaction. And it's with that, that um, just for convenience sake, all of you show up at the hotel again. The whole time while you've been walking back, Em has kind of been like, if you were to bother looking at her, which you're probably not, it looks like she's kind of always about to say something because she does not love this tension. And then she's like, no, 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 that wouldn't be good. Then she starts again and it's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So she's just walking back quiet, super. It's like, you know, when you are, especially when you're the new friend in a group and the two closer friends are not happy, it's super fucking awkward. (laughs) Uh Like, what do you do? Uh, She's trying her best. Uh, Yeah. 
and uh, so you've all finally show up. So when they arrive with the food, how long has it been since Tempest left? Somewhere around an hour. Okay. When they arrive, Ashton is like asleep. Yeah. He, okay. he has like the tube and everything like under his pillow. Absolutely. Yeah. You're Again. not. You're not an amateur. You're gonna give yourself a neck ache. I feel like you made that up, but just to be sure, he puts another pillow. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a professional. I know how to do this. <laughs> Look, have you never slept on an object that will hurt? Ah. I don't think anything anything can. I remember I pulled a neck muscle just turning my head getting up from bed. Uh Uh-huh. This happened to me this morning where I slept on a stuffed animal accidentally and my neck was killing me for like three hours. Anyway, go on. Okay, so all of you show up outside the hotel at the same time. So, you know, you kind of say your highs and then you you all walk into the hotel room to see Ashton. Pass the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On the way up to the hotel room, Dane will hand uh, Tempest the, the plastic container. Here, your cheesecake pancakes. Thanks. How much do I owe you? Oh, what? No, this is your first prize. (laughs) My first prize? Dane gets a blue orb, (laughs) Tempest gets some (laughs) cheese pancakes. (laughs) You won this. You you earned this. Thanks, I guess. Literally fought Charybdis. (laughs) (laughs) And all I got were cheesecake pancakes. (laughs) Were these pancakes from Danny's? I will say, if you sit down to bite them, they're they're pretty good pancakes. Yeah, I think then Tempest realizes they they are tentative because they've never had a cheesecake pancake. And they realize they have not eaten in a very long time. And they inhale them. They are some of of the best food you've ever eaten. It's like, these are so fucking good. Question, Ashton, are you a light sleeper or not? He sleeps pretty hard. Okay, so unless someone tries to wake Ashton up, they won't wake up. Um, if someone goes over and shakes him, he he'll like he'll wake up. But like if you just like walk around him and stuff, he probably won't wake up. All right. No, you can yeah. talk at low volume. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So Tempest, you can probably tell there's a tense mood from the other three, especially between Dane <laughs> and Cassandra. Tempest never met something. That they left well enough alone. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, how was breakfast? Breakfast was great. <laughs> got, we got pancakes. Everything is fine. We didn't make any new enemies. It's uh, great. He's Pardon? not an enemy. He's a nuisance. We only made a new nuisance. <laughs> I call that a win. It's better than an enemy. I would say better than an enemy, <clears throat> but... <clears throat> One, we could have avoided if somebody looks to Dane. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't try to be all tough and scary. We could have just Mm. gone. I'm not trying to be tough and scary. I don't have to waste effort on a puny human like that. We are better than that. You could have just listened to me. I did. And then they came through. (sighs) Then Cassandra just looks away from them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Cassandra just looks away from Dane. Hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, newbie, what if do you want? Do you want to slip downstairs? 
It, yeah. They're mad at each other. They, yeah, I think they should just have this argument and I'm going to eat my pancakes. Yeah, but let's go. Okay, they just, I, I don't, depending on how much attention you're paying to anything other than each other, Cassandra and Dane, I don't, they just sort of slip out very quietly. <laughs> slide out the back. Oh, Dane very much is just like sitting in that tension, just a single like eye, like, or not single eye, but both eyes dart, like watching them leave and saying Aww. nothing, but. This gets like a very quick wave. We're just going to head downstairs. Yeah, have fun. Um, and closes the door. All right, the two of you are alone in the room with a sleeping Ashton. <laughs> Dane sets the hammer down, folds his arms. I didn't know weaklings were caught by that sense of yours. If things aren't caught by my sense, then it's nothing to worry about. This thing has gotten us through so much yes. it has never strayed us wrong so far I have no control over it Dane it happens when it happens and I just follow the pattern that has, that has been going on ever since I felt it maybe your powers are growing maybe they're becoming more sensitive maybe you just have to figure out which threats are real and which ones aren't. How are you supposed to know? You have your own thing, your own thing you fully embrace within yourself because, well, is there anything within you that you have to fight? Or did you just think embracing this nature of yours just makes everything better? I have had a lot of time to cope with my demons. It is not the time to be questioning me. You know, Dane, you may be scary, I will say, with all our time you spent together. There are ways that you don't scare me. I know how much we are alike in, in terms of this, but... Sometimes it feels like you just brush over things. You know I didn't want anybody coming along. You know what happens. How are you supposed to change anything if you just re keep repeating your mistakes? What mis The mistake was letting anybody come along, Dane. That was the mistake. And what about me? You listened. And I that's listened. why you lived. And them. When there's they eventually listen. Going to be, there's eventually going to be a time where they don't. There's time. <laughs> Is that how this works? The one time they don't listen, they just die. Does that mean I'm going to die now? Does that mean that's the end? That I'm finally going to find some darkness or some peace in this because I didn't listen to you? I just, I don't want to lose any more people, Dane. I can barely get close enough to anybody without whatever is inside me spreading to them. So what are you going to do then? 
keep myself away the best possible. Another who sticks to us. I can end this stain. I can end this cycle. And if I have to suffer for it, I'll do it. So you're just going to repeat my mistakes then? You're just going to shut yourself away. You deserve better than that. What am I supposed to do about it? I don't even know what I'm fighting. How many times have we really known what we're fighting? They've all had physical forms. This doesn't. And then... Cassandra will pull the sleeve down and show the chip. Something is happening, and I don't know what it is. I I think it has something to do with my family, but I... <sighs> Shit's happening, Dane. Dane will look at it, and then back to Cassandra. Then we deal with it. But... If we are going into uncharted territory, it would help to have friends. And at the very least, if you don't want them as friends, as shields, tools, if that is what you want them to be. If you want to repeat what we've been doing before, fine. I don't want that for you. You have to be better. But whatever you want, I will be here by your side. You want to push them away, be my guest. But I think having a few other shoulders to help carry this burden might be a nice change of pace. We'll see. And with that, Cassandra just pulls the sleeve down and heads out the room. Hey everyone, it is Dana here. A couple of announcements for this mid-break. One important one is that we're going to take an extra two weeks between episodes, between this episode and the next, just to kind of give all of us a chance to get caught up on recording a little bit more for the show, give ourselves a bit more of a buffer, and to give me a chance to get caught up on production for the show so that I'm not rushing these episodes out on a you know, day of for the past several weeks at this point. But don't worry, we are not going to have you know nothing on the feed here in two weeks. We've actually started doing a little bit of post-game talk. We're calling it Mingling with Monsters because, you know, every actual play podcast has to have some sort of pithy title for their post-talk show. So we're going to put the first episode of that out in two weeks on May 11th. And after that, you'll be able to find those on our Patreon as bonus content. Speaking of Patreon, something else we're going to be doing over the extra couple weeks we're going to take is getting some more content ready for the Patreon. And this will include some things like a few outtakes from the past uh, nine episodes, music. I'm going to take some selections from the soundtrack and put them together. We've also got some cast interviews. I've already interviewed Daisy and Chris, and that's been really fun. So I'm going to get around to interviewing Celeste and Clyde too. So we're going to have some cast perspectives on the first arc of the season. So yeah, a lot of really fun stuff. Really looking forward to it. And if you're interested, you can sign up for that at patreon.com slash meddling. Also, since the month of April is Autism Awareness Month, 
I wanted to highlight an organization that you can give to and support if you want to help out autistic folks. It's called the Autism Self-Advocacy Network, and it is an organization run by and for autistic folks to get the resources, accommodation, and support that they need. I want to emphasize, uh, you know, supporting organizations that are run by and for autistic folks, as opposed to organizations run by non-autistic folks like Autism Speaks that pathologize autism and treat autistic people as, you know, people in need of a cure rather than just people who need to be understood and treated better. All right. So with that in mind, I'll see y'all in two weeks for an episode of Mingling with Monsters and then two weeks after that for the first episode of our next arc, which I'm very excited for. So I'll see y'all soon. Bye. And and Tempest are heading down. And as you head down, Archibald is still trying to work on things. Oh, um, um I actually, I, um, uh, hey. I, I had, uh, had a question. Uh, Go ahead. A request, actually. I know it's a bit, I apologize if this is on... Unprofessional. I um. So so earlier, uh, when you brought in your friends and, and the dog, uh huh. I well, I I had assumed that I was losing my mind, and as the hours the hour two has gone on, it is starting to occur to me that I might not be. And I was I was just wondering if you could help me. Uh, you could convince me that I was crazy or dead. I, I will take dead. I don't think you're dead. So, this is real. Afraid to break it to you. I'm going to have a panic attack now. Would you like to join me? I'm <laughs> 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 oh, waiting for Tempest to have again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Tempest doesn't know what to do in this situation. Comfort him. It's like, um, if... All right, I'm going to head out. Uh, Y'all have fun. I'm going to take a walk. Um, You are so not helping. Everyone's just leaving Ashton alone. He's like, (laughs) nah, he's sleeping. All right. (laughs) Let him rest. Look, look, it's like... They, they put they put down the pancakes so that they can properly address the situation. It's like, look, it's world is weird, weirder than you thought, but not as weird as you probably think it is now. Dog is weird. All right, but it's... like whatever gods, monsters, things, you don't have to worry about it. Everything's cool. Everything's good. So there's weird dog. Just to be perfectly clear there's nothing other than the dog and the big scary man with the mouths on his body basically it like probably i mean how much are we talking about basically (laughs) what is contained within that do we do we want to talk about locally let's go locally that is basically All all you have to worry about yes and both are probably leaving so you're good Life goes back to normal. Tempest, how are you feeling right now? <laughs> They're definitely lying through their teeth, but they want to make him feel better. So that's part of it. Do you actually believe that everything is normal and no. fine? Nope. <laughs> sure. Nope, the world um, is weird and strange, and this has just been confirming what they've believed for months. Would that show in how you're acting? I don't think so, but I don't know how good a liar they are. 
they are speaking the truth that they think that the weird supernatural shit, weird corporation notwithstanding, probably has been taken care of and we are moving the epicenters of it, aka the hunters, out of this area. Okay. That's a fun I like the view that Tempest is like, these people attract the things. If we just move them, it'll yes. be okay. We will remove the weirdos and you're gonna be fine. The dog is leaving. The teeth man is leaving. Ashton is leaving. Everything's fine. I don't know if Archibald has seen Ashton or Cassandra do weird shit yet, but I'm just a dude. Archibald, he's near his little receptionist desk mm-hmm. of sorts, and he sits on it and slumps down. He looks down at where that photo was earlier, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's still there if you look, and he's like, ugh. Oh, you would have known what to do. You're always better with people. I don't. Uh, Everything is so strange. Uh, who? Sorry, are you talking to me? No, no I... Uh, apologies, that was... Um, it, it's nothing, just... A, a, old acquaintance sorts. You, thanks for helping out. I'm sorry if it freaked you out. It's fine. Um, uh, yeah, did you did you uh, require no. anything? No. I'm probably going to go chase down M. Actually. Okay. Yeah. So you're not going to dig into this. This is not a situation Tempest will poke at I further. think that... As much as Tempest is dozy, he's been through enough. Okay. They're, they're going to leave him alone. This is not the time. You leave and it seems like M has gone off. Yeah. You can't see her. Oh, in well. Range. Then they will, they will probably return and just chill in the hotel area until it looks like the fight is over eating their pancakes. Okay. Uh, eventually you see Cassandra come down. Hi. You, you okay? Cassandra says nothing, but Tempest can just feel, feel this just dark presence they're not happy (laughs) um not sure where em went uh there looks to be a problem and they kind of ran off but um this do you want some pancakes they just walk outside okay and oh for two with tempest (laughs) talking to cassandra oh okay okay they're like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually kind of like, on the one hand, character conversations are great, as we just saw, which, by the way, holy shit, that was a very good back and forth. Um, God, I was sitting yes. here and it was giving me, a, it was literally giving me the mom and dad are fighting vibes. <laughs> and you don't say anything while mom and dad are fighting. No, I, I was just like, there's no, I'm just going to wait until they decide this is over. I like I'm not grabbed my blanket. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, oh fuck. Oh God. Um, anyway. But yeah, as as great as that is, it is actually kind of funny that like Cassandra's just like I am not engaging with any of your efforts here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was gonna say around this time Ashton does start to wake up a little bit. Okay, is Dane still in the room? Yeah. So Ashton, you wake up and Dane is right there. What are you doing, Dane? Are you just sitting there staring into space? Yeah, Dane is is just kind of like sitting there staring out into space possibly revisiting memories or what what few memories he has uh intact so yeah okay so ashton this is the first thing you see when you wake up is dane sitting there oh god hey dane what are you uh what are you up to Sitting at the, sitting there, 
Dane continuing to stare off for a little bit. And then after a little bit, did you see him? See who? A fellow like me. Smaller. Uh, faster. In many ways. Stronger. Did you see him? Let me see. And he'll lean back a little bit after, like, sitting up for a little bit. He'll lean back and, like, look up at the ceiling and, like, think for a second. Now, who were you referring to here, Dane? O'Connell. Why would Ashton have seen them? Dane is trying to piece together the timeline of everything that's happening because they only really have remembered, like, the battle. And then there was that brief memory interjected and, and they're trying to figure out what order everything happened. They're trying to figure, kind of piece together was oh so because the way dane experiences the flashbacks is more of like just like an interjection into everything rather than it's like oh oh, okay okay yes thank you the way that we've explored most of the flashbacks have been dreams to some capacity the last one with tempest i mean you could interpret that as a dream that's kind of up to you at that point which it seems like you did um the the main reason i've done that is just because it you kind of need an excuse for that character to be out for a bit and away from the scene. With Danes, Dane, you lived a long life, right? Yes. They are less dreams or even like flashbacks than they just are. You recall a memory in a level of detail that you may not have, like even beyond just like a normal level of detail. Like it is just, it is like it just happened to you. Yeah. So what you are saying here is that you actually can't tell if it happened, like the timeline has been messed up in your head a little bit. Is that right? Basically Dane's thought process is like, did I go back in time and then come back? Did like, did, is this, did that actually happen then? What, like basically Dane is just trying to figure out what's going on. Got it. Okay. That's perfect. So after like looking at the ceiling for a bit, he'll go, no, I don't, I don't think I've seen anyone who, uh, Looks like you recently. Mm. Why? What's the matter? Everything's scattered. How so? Trying to. Have you ever had a day pass by so fast that you only remember fragments of it? Pieces. It's mostly a blur. Hmm. Yeah, I've been there. The, uh... Let's see, the first two... Two years or so that I was alone. Ah. Ah, I don't even remember celebrating Christmas. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes things can get, uh... A little jumbled. And then you understand. There are some days when it's clear. Other days when it's not. Cassandra knows. There are some days where I can't tell if something that happened yesterday was actually yesterday. Yeah, I've 
met some people who uh, have that same problem. Sometimes time doesn't make sense to them. Sometimes it throws itself for a loop and then interjects itself in places that it doesn't belong. Like an intruder in a home. It's, uh, it's not pleasant, I understand. I, uh, I've never had anyone in my family, per se, that had one of those conditions, but from what I've seen and from what I've heard, it's unpleasant, to say the least. But there is a few ways around it, I suppose, that doesn't work for everyone. I may ask you to elaborate at another time, but yes, it is difficult. I just want to make sure that the things that I am experiencing are actually me, or if it's just something else, someone else. Dane will look over and reach out and call the Slurpee and just kind of like Dane will pet them. That's heavy. <laughs> so if y'all are okay with this, uh no, hey, never never great exchange. I this is what I was gonna do at some point. I wasn't sure how we were gonna resolve to it, but I think it's as good a time as any. We've kind of been playing everything in real time, and I don't feel the need to do that for this next bit. Mm-hmm. So I think um the day goes by and maybe even a couple days go by. Um, I guess I want to know just from each of you, now that the fight's over, Cassandra has a loose general direction on where you should go. Right. And you have the riddle. Right. Mm-hmm. Which the last time, you know, the riddle was pretty, you had to go to that spot and do the thing in order to advance. Yeah. So you kind of know that that's probably going to be part of it here. Yeah. yeah. So does anyone have a thing that they know that they would be doing for the next week? I don't think that Tempest thinks they're coming unless one of y'all tells them because uh, they okay. are not under the impression that they are part of this team yet. So <laughs> uh, don't worry, Dana, Dana will uh, put that idea in their head. Excellent. Good. <laughs> so that, but yeah, that might need to be a discussion that has to happen. Like, yeah, Cassandra definitely doesn't like me. M doesn't like me. So they're probably going to do their thing and I'm going to do whatever. What are you doing most of your time? I think Andy does give you some data. He starts, yeah. you know, kind of training you on how to look over it. Yeah, definitely that. Sort of lots of hanging around Spencer's, maybe hanging with Archibald, trying to make sure he's all right. They, they do feel really bad. <laughs> okay. There was a thing I was going to do earlier. We could just do it now. Yeah, sure. We've done a lot of one-on-one scenes with y'all and me, but I will be moving on to the next thing soon, so y'all will get to get out of that. So, mm-hmm. Are you just kind of hanging out and talking to them? They decide to set up with their laptop in the lobby and just chat as they do their analysis. Okay. What do you try to start the conversation on? Yeah, they're not going to be polite. <laughs> they they, they want to know who the photo's of. Okay, maybe you've had a couple of little chats here or there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally one day, you just get the courage up to be like, so who is in the photo? You've noticed yeah. him looking at it a couple yeah. more times. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, um, like, takes a beat and mm-hmm. you get the sense that he is about to tell you something that is vulnerable and he has kind of avoided doing it so far, but because you have talked and you've been like nice, we've been he feels comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this was my, uh, it's, it's hard to not slip into Andy because they're, they're actually closer than you'd think. <laughs> um, well, you see, Tampus. Uh, this was my, uh, this was my, my, he seems to be struggling for the word friend. And then he almost seems disappointed with that word choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, M- Mavis, uh, she, uh, she uh, founded uh, the, the Anchor Hotel. It was actually her idea. I was just sort of along <laughs> for the ride. Um, yeah, that's that. She, we, we, uh, we, we created this place together. I see, is she still around? <laughs> Ask these questions. <laughs> Either she left or he killed her in the woods. They want to know. Yeah. (laughs) You can see the photo now. Maybe you've even kind of walked up over Mm -hmm. to talk to him. Yeah. I want to describe Mavis a little bit more. So the photo is the two of them standing outside the hotel. I, uh, she is, she like Archibald is is black. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned that she had, I think, crazy hair. I'm going to amend that. Her hair is very, like all of her is extremely expressive. Mm -hmm. It is a fountain of these black curls coming out of the top of her head. Very fun. I love it. Yes. And she's, you know, she's dressed a little bit more brightly mm-hmm. and she's got a humongous smile on her face. There are a few photos of them around in the hotel mm-hmm. and, and in every photo she has a big, big smile. Aww. And the other thing that you notice is Archibald is, is smiling too in the photos, which he really hasn't done much of at all around you. Um, but in every photo of her, he is smiling. It's not as big a smile as hers, but it like relative to what he normally does, it's, it's a mile wide. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I, we've talked a little bit about, uh, you know, I, I helped your, your friend out with the broken ribs. I, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, intended to be a, a doctor, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated, uh, from Howard Medical School a few decades ago when I was going to start up my practice and then I, uh, my, my mother got, got sick, and so I, uh, oh, I, I cared for her. Um, and uh, she was was older. It wasn't uh, entirely unexpected, but it was a bit disruptive. And um, while I was staying with her, I that's where I met uh, Avis. Mm-hmm. She, uh, it's it's. Appropriate how I met her, she was going around the apartment uh, trying to organize a tenant's union of all things. That's how she was. <laughs> um, I wanted no part of it, and she would let me have no part of not having a part of it. Um, and that's... She was very hard to say no to, but she knew the right things to ask for. Mm-hmm. She could get you to do almost whatever she wanted, but she never abused it. Um, and we we became friends very quickly. Um, I, as you might have picked up on, am a little bit d- different. Um, <laughs> Just a bit. Not bad, just present. I I have never been able to find pretty much 
anyone like me. Like I, either people don't look like me or they don't think like me or both. And Mavis wasn't like me, but she, she tried to understand me in a way that, that, that nobody else tried to. Um, and has tried to since, um, until maybe you showed up, but, uh, um, she, she, she listened and I, I didn't, everyone assumed that we would get married. And then when we didn't, everyone assumed that I, you know, must be whatever. Um, Mm. but I didn't, I didn't want to marry her. I don't think I want to marry. I've never wanted to marry anybody. I just wanted to be around her as much as possible. And I don't think anyone, I don't know, there wasn't, there wasn't a, people didn't know how to fit that in whatever box was supposed to make sense. And this is just the Kermit nodding gif, smiling and nodding, understandingly, yeah. <laughs> letting him talk. This okay, is go so on. precious. I love it. Yes. Let my Aero mm. dude and his queer platonic life partner get to be together. We are. When my mother passed, I wasn't really sure what to do next. I could have tried to set up my practice, but I felt like a lot of things had changed and uh, Mavis was very active in the community. And one but one thing she always told me is she wanted she wanted to set up a bed and breakfast. It was just a thing. She wanted, she loved interacting with people and taking care of them. And um she's very but but she also like wanted she wanted to see. She had she had she wanted to make something. She didn't want to just, you know. She loved caring for people, but she also wanted to like build things. She had her own amb- ambitions, and and so we we came here and we built this place. It has most of her in it. And one thing I'll I'll call back to a little bit that you have noticed that I've said before is the place seemed like it was designed with a lot of comfort and warmth, but it has been struggled to be maintained that way. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, one Mavis uh, liked to take her walks alone in the morning to sort of have her time to think. Mm-hmm. And I uh, came down one day and there was just a note that said, be back soon. And I, I assumed that she would. And then when the day kept going on and then a day and then days and she wasn't back I I assumed the worst so I tried to get help and of course you can imagine who the primary suspect became rather quickly oh shit Um, and I, I I I never would have hurt her was the last thing in the world I would have ever wanted to do and they couldn't find any evidence so I was fine but the the label stuck. Like, yeah. he, he gets a little solemn. I, 
I could tell when you came back the other day that you had figured something out. That's well, usually what happens. That was just the driving around in the woods with bloody hands thing, honestly. Oh. I was actually honest about that when I, um... I figured so, or I wouldn't have come back, but it was a little creepy. I, I, there's a spot in the woods we would go to together, and I occasionally like to still leave flowers there, and I was upset, and I dropped the vase, and I cut my hands, and uh, he actually still has them bandaged a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and then I drove past you, and and then and then I I saw you, and you saw me, and then you came back here, and I wanted, I tried to tell you what had happened, but part of the problem is, is when I get, uh, when I try to convince someone that I'm not lying, I get nervous and I forget how to act like I'm not lying. And so they just think I'm lying more, <laughs> unfortunately. Me too. Me too. It's like, he's got the Cassandra problem. <laughs> he gets a little sad again. And you know, you know what the worst, most selfish thing is? What? I've thought of all of the terrible things that could have happened to her or if she's still alive where she might be and you know the one that upsets me the most is that maybe she just left maybe I just said the wrong thing and I didn't know it because I never do because I can never think right and I can't think how I'm supposed to and maybe she was just gone and maybe that's maybe that's better I know I don't know you very well, but that doesn't sound like her or you. I want to believe that. It's just not always easy. Yeah, I think they do not know each other well enough for a hug, but de like definitely gentle pat on the shoulder territory, I think, in their friendship. When you go to do that, he starts to tense up like oh, he doesn't want okay. to touch. Okay, yep, backing up, backing up. We are... Respecting his boundaries. Acknowledging that he doesn't like to be touched or stopping seems to be actually the, the equivalent of a hug for him to yeah. be shut. Mm -hmm. um, he's like, thank, thank you. Um, and thank you for listening. I of course. haven't had that in a, a long time. Anytime. All right. We've cleared his name. <laughs> yes. I, again, I've had that ready from like the second episode. Oh, I've been gosh. waiting on it. <laughs> um, I've been sitting on it. Again, we have to have another little kind of monologue mm -hmm. thing. I don't love that, but I cannot have them leave and not know. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> of yeah. course. No. Yeah. It's actually very sweet. I have a friend who's autistic and I ran a lot of those ideas by them and they very kindly helped me refine them. Hey. Yeah, I definitely got that like ace autistic dude in yeah. God, yeah. 60s, 80s in the long ago. Yeah, well, that was why I didn't have him use any of the words because I honestly don't think, he, wouldn't think know. he would know them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me on the verge of tears. <laughs> Does anyone have an idea of what they want to do, like what they've been doing next? And also, it, it, it didn't happen there, but I encourage you, if you can involve another PC, that would be great, because we've done a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I've, I've got something planned for Tempest. Okay. So, Dane, what do you do with Tempest? <laughs> Over the course of the week, I guess like at, at the beginning of it, when, during the preparation, Dane will mm -hmm. find Tempest. Do you have any formal training in defense? Uh. Sorry? No. Why? 
You will learn. Dodge. I'm sure you didn't mean that to sound ominous. What's going on? I'm going to teach you. That sounds cool, but why? Like, I'm just doing clam science, really. You think after everything we've been through, I would just leave you here? Um, I know that you and Cassandra are really close and they definitely don't seem to like me, so I kind of figured, yeah. They will get used to you. I love how all the themes are tying together here. This is great. <laughs> I think it shows very clearly on their face that get used to is not the ideal that things are thinking it is. Do you want to teach me how to fight? Yes. If we're going to be hunting monsters, you need to know how to fight them. What better way to learn than to fight a monster yourself? They do look like thrilled like this is this is this is so cool <laughs> what is the first lesson what are you teaching them to do the first lesson is basically sizing up your enemy because that's mm-hmm. the first thing because you're not okay yeah it's basically just like you're gonna find some time and some space really to just basically it's gonna go full monster for them and tell them yeah what are the things that you know about me what can you tell from looking at me uh, what do you feel yeah <laughs> You want me to rattle? You want me to have him rattle it off? Actually, what I want yeah. you to do here, because this is, could be kind of fun, I actually think this could be an investigative mystery because you actually might find some new things out about Dane. From yeah, looking at sure. At this point. But I'm still smart. Yay. Oh, well, not smart enough. That's a seven. That's okay. You still get to ask me one question. Let's go with what can it do? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Dane goes full monster. Eyes, tongues coming yeah, out. Eyes, the eyes tongues, are glowing yeah, a little bit yeah. and everything. Yeah. The obviousness that Dana's over six feet tall and ripped as hell. They know that. They're going to skip over that. What can these mouths do? What can these eyes do? What, what does that mouth do? Yeah. What does that yeah. mouth do? I was going to make the joke, Dana. I want to let you not make cut out all the horny jokes this session. I and know, you made but that one's too bad. That one, I mean, that one, that one builds off of a previous thing. Anyways, yeah. you're trying to see what the mouths can do. What right? are their weaknesses? What are their strengths? Do they have any sensory ability? So. That kind of thing. Um, what are their weaknesses would fall under what can hurt yeah. it? But like, yeah. So is that what, what you want to ask? I think what they're thinking of is like weaknesses, strengths. Do they have any sensory capability? Do they give him any advantages? That kind of thing. Okay. I'm probably not going to give you as much in the way of weaknesses because okay. you're not asking what can hurt it. Yeah. Just because, you know, otherwise uh-huh. that's kind of like getting to ask two questions. But yeah. if you want to ask like, do they have any sensory capabilities? The eyes do seem to follow you and recognize you and watch you. So clearly Dane can, can see with them. And Clyde, what improvement did you pick? Oh, I picked I picked the uh, the add an extra range. This is perfect. This is a way we can reveal this to both you and Tempest can get a thing here. Are you kind of trying to get your hands close and try and look at them in more detail? Um, theoretically, yes. I think they trust Dane not to bite their hands off. Yeah. Okay. How how far can this go? What what's happening here? You're doing that, mm-hmm. and. One of the tongues flicks out and it just, you think it's going to lick you, but it actually bites you. Ow! It's not too bad. It's just a little prick. And you actually see that it's got it. It's it's kind of dug into your finger just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a mouse bite, um, which I've yeah. had more than I would like to have had in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got like uh, the way you described this earlier, Dane, is that yeah. your mouths, the tongues now have like little teeth on them. So you have a range the tongues can yeah. shoot yeah. out. 
like yeah. a lamprey, like a yeah. circle, circular disc without jaws. So, so that's what it can do is it can bite your finger a little bit. Yeah. And Dane, I don't, I've, I'm going to assume that you had, this is the first time you've noticed this too. Yeah, Dane will kind of look at that and it's just like, that's no. It changes? It ev- what, what, what causes it to? Like, how's that work? Dane shrugs. You, how long have you had this and you've never looked into it? Which part? Any of it. The mouse, the fact that you can't drown somehow. In the beginning, it was just... The first thing I noticed was... The hunger. I was more durable. Things I killed have seemed to help me. The eyes came later. The tongues after that. I don't know when the... Not needing to breathe. It's an old habit. I don't... I often forget that I don't need to do it. One of these days, I'm going to write all this down. Why haven't you already? (laughs) (laughs) Because my notebook's in my bag. Well, Dane will poke (laughs) them in the forehead. Make sure you keep it all there. Because there will be plenty of opportunities in battle for you to meet, to have to access that. You won't always have your notebook on you. Nerd. Nerd. (laughs) 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 Fucking nerd. No shit. Tempest, I think that's a good note to end. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Celeste, you seem to have an idea. Yes, I do. (laughs) So what Cassandra's been doing is research. Particularly, just kind of, really just kind of getting out of the little motel, finding some secluded places to sit in and go over notes and books and looking up things on their phone about what the hell has taken over them since they were young. Okay. So give me a little bit like the search terms or the types of books you're looking into. Searching for multiple-eyed entity, uh, seeing if there's anything in folklore mythology that she can find. And then if not, then trying to look through forums, see if anybody has mentioned anything like that. Okay. Make me an investigative mystery roll then. Ooh, okay. Oh, 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 that's a four. Uh, I I will make aware that you could spend a luck point here if it really matters to you. Nah. Okay, so this is another area in which I've been readdressing the rules. Um, on a miss, one of the things I really haven't done with this, but I'm going to start trying to do is, I actually can ask you these questions. Mm. Uh, and this can be you revealing information. So first off, where on the internet do you end up going? The dark web. <laughs> do, you end up, do you end up on a dark web sort of place? Oh, that'd be cool. Monsters.com. Yeah, I'd say so. You're trying to find more out. You find what you think might be a potential lead and you start talking to someone. First off, give me a username. Um. <laughs> I can think of so many usernames. All I can think of is, all I can think of is spooky.net. I'm sorry, Celeste. Spooky, wait, Celeste, spooky what do you have? Um, oh, geez. <laughs> it really, it's, it. a, it's a username. It doesn't have to be cool. Celeste, you I and know, I send each other so usernames all the time. Come on, you gotta think of one. <laughs> oh, not those kinds. <laughs> oh, now I'm intrigued. Now I kind of want it to be one of those, although I'm worried given y'all's it track record. to be Failsafe's little pog jam. <laughs> <laughs> the boy's little pog jam. <laughs> No, it's going to be something like Spooky Void or something like that. Let's say that it's 
spooky void, but all of the O's are zeros and yeah. the I is a one. <laughs> That's dripping with just... I hate it. <laughs> yeah, you maybe make a post just kind of under a username. Can you give me a username for Cassandra that they may be using? I, on thought, that? I thought you were asking for Cassandra's username. Shaq says trophy. Okay, so no, 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 that's okay. So you are Spooky Void. I, I wanted you to give me a username of who you were talking to. Mm. Sorry, I, I did not make that clear. That is on oh me. Oh my god. Fuck. You <laughs> are the Void's little pod champ, though. I mean, it could just be fuck. It could be F-U-K or whatever. <laughs> F dot. That must be a hard one to get, right? They've been around. Yes. I swear to God, you guys, you always make me laugh. I can't wait to see how I'm included in this somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, so just, just give me, just give me one. Don't overthink it. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Searcher. Okay. You see a post from Searcher talking about, you know, the idea of like this multi-eyed thing in mythology, and so you're excited, and maybe a little bit too excited, and so you contact Searcher, and the two of you start messaging back and forth. And they ask you for details, and in some way, shape, or form, you maybe give them a little bit more personal, specific details than you should. What do you give them? I'm going to go into the classic a bunch of neurodivergence getting together and oversharing personal family stories. <laughs> yeah. So what do you say? What do you say? Talking about what happened with their family. Okay, so you actually described some of the flashbacks, maybe even more than we've seen so far of what yeah. happened. Okay. You do that, and you, you two are talking, and then at one point, they just stop responding. And you do not hear from them again. You don't know why, and you just don't hear from them again. Oh, no. And this, kids, is why you be safe on the internet. Honestly. Yeah. You don't know something happened to them. You don't know if they decided to use that information against you. You have nothing. You just know that you gave them more info than you should, and they are gone. All right, and now what's the thing with Ashton? With that bit of frustration, they just sigh. Guess, I guess I'll go ask him. <laughs> yeah, I love that the dark web was your option before talking to Ashton. As it should be. You should not go to him for casual advice. Though Dane has already started to do that. He's going right, so down what do you the go up to, um, What do you go up to Ashton and ask? Like, Ashton, I think is, Ashton is, uh, I don't want to confine you too much, but you've probably been in bed a fair amount. <sighs> yeah, but if this is later in the week, he mm -hmm. wants to be up a little bit. That's fair. Um, so if if they went to go find an Ashton, he would be at the remains of his house. Okay. Car pulled up as close as it can to the house and just like throwing the non-magical items that you guys didn't get. Mm -hmm. Personal items he is throwing into his trunk and he has a crutch with him. So Cassandra's starting to make their way up. Um, is, this, is this a good time? Or? I assume that she's out on like the front steps or, or something. Yeah. So oh, what walks. was the front steps? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What front steps? Well, they're of there. It's the staircase yeah. inside that's gone. That's he uh, will walk through the doorway outside, and he will have a few paintings in hand, with like still somewhat framed, but like these are like the less charred ones. Yeah. Um, and he'll be supporting himself in a crutch on the other one. Oh no, it's. Every time's a good time. It gets my mind off of, you know, uh, my house being burned down, but, you know, it's not like this is the only one I got, so. <clears throat> right. Um, 
I need your help looking for a creature, a thing, entity. I really don't know what to call it. Ah, one of those kind of tasks, eh? Well, right, so, uh, here, let me, uh, let me grab a drink first and then uh, we can sit down and talk about it. He'll walk down to the car and toss the, the uh, paintings in the trunk and then he'll go back into the house and after like two or so minutes pass, he'll come out with two glasses of apple juice. Uh, <laughs> Excellent! I almost, I have expected I them like... to be in juice boxes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's like... That's slightly fancier. It's got the glasses. Fucking king! And he'll motion to two uh, rocking chairs that are on the porch. Slightly singed. Slightly singed. <laughs> kind of charred. But overall, it will hold. It's definitely going to creak if either of them sit in it. So okay. he'll take his seat and there's a table in between the two chairs, like a tiny, like small table, you know, the ones that they have outside. And he'll like put the glasses down there and he'll sit down. And... Oh, <clears throat> ribs still hurt a little bit, but, you know, they've been getting better and uh, getting ready to move locations, I guess. Were you told where? Uh, no, just, uh, packing up. Don't really know, uh, where we're going from here, but, uh, all I know is that, you know, we do have a few loose ends to tie up, and, yeah, it can be, uh, can be a little lonely, so I figured why not get some company with you. You, uh... Oh, jeez, what is it, four now? Oh, well, technically five for your clothes, therapy. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> She's inside. <laughs> oh, baby. She's found a toy. <laughs> we cut inside briefly to see Slurpee. You hear some clatter. She's running around with something that she found and is using as a toy. Yep. That, that's that's exactly fish, right. It's a fishnet leg lamp. Honestly, <laughs> 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 yes. That is 100%. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so. What are you, uh... What exactly are we thinking of here? What do you want me to tell you? Right. You've seen... You've seen many things. So I figure you might have at least heard rumors about, uh... I guess a f at least best description I can give it. A void with many eyes. Has a ritual in which a part of it is put into a person. Pill lean back in his rocking chair and will of course like rock back and forth a bit and he'll look off in the distance just towards the woods not really like looking at it but more of just ha resting his eyes on it so that he can think for a second and just draw upon his memory i think that's going to be an investigative mystery role okay check me you don't have any professional moves that are like have you fought a thing before i don't think you or if there is i don't know i don't 
Okay, this that would, is just be, a, that would be a cool on. thing that I could have, but sadly, it is not an actual I, thing that exists. I think that's more of an expert move. So. I was thinking, like, it would be really good if Tempest was any good at being an expert, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we can come back to that, but I think we should probably lean into, like, Tempest trying to take the lead. Especially now, I, I like that we've seen them, like, get more curious, because yeah. I think they can... They won't have the knowledge, but they can apply like a certain scientific rigor to mm-hmm. everything that yeah. will be useful. Oh no, that, that, that's just me joking. That it, that is an expert move that they do not have. Yeah. Eleven. Nice. So you get to ask me two questions now. You have you on the other hand have not gotten suckered into the dark web, so you are okay. What do you want to ask? What sort of creature is it, and what can it do? You remember a time, maybe even in this cabin, I don't know, maybe it brings to mind a memory, um, where your mom was going through some maybe some old books or things like that, and you saw her looking at a picture of something that looked like it had, you know, many eyes and a void. I assume you asked your mom about it because you thought it looked cool, right? Oh, absolutely. Baby Ashton. <laughs> hey, Ma, what is that? That is something that uh, hopefully we don't have to deal with. I was just... Looking at a few of the books, uh, we've, we've got around catching up on some uh, older research. Probably not something we're going to encounter. It's, uh, it doesn't really have a, a proper name, but um, it's, it's not really an it. There's actually, uh, from what I've read, there's potentially uh, multiple versions of these things. Um, it's... They, they feed off of, they are tied to a host and they, they feed off of a particular emotion or a, or a feeling or, or a goal or something like that. And they, they push the host to, to do it. Um, and it makes them, it's sort of a feedback loop. It grants the host abilities and the abilities tend to tie to the thing it wants. It's, it's like a parasite. Um, like a leech? It's, uh, not quite. I think at that point, a little mouse scurries across the floor. Maybe y'all just moved in and you, you've still got to set up, I've got to set up the mouse trap. Slurpee kind of darts after it. <laughs> Baby Slurpee. <laughs> Baby Slurpee. Little Slurpee. Slurpee. This Slurpee. is at an indefinite time, but Ashton's still young. And your mom actually points at the mouse and is like, so um, there's actually, uh, even even the, the regular world has its own terrors. There's actually a, a parasite that will get into mice and it trains them to not be afraid of the scent of, of cat urine. Um, and so they go and they get eaten by cats. So this, this thing, it's a parasite. It tries to get the host to exhibit the behaviors that will benefit the parasite, even if they're at the expense of the host. Hmm. Well, if it uses people to kill them, then what's the end goal of it? I don't know that part. I, again, I honestly hope that we don't encounter one that looks rather, Hmm. I'm sure we could handle it, but it looks rather unpleasant. Hmm. And actually, one thing I'll give you a little bit, Ashton, is when your mom says, I hope we never encounter it, she gets that same sort of slightly worried look that she had when she was looking at the Doom Machine. And then we cut back. You know, I don't know that you remember it in quite that crystal clarity, but you remember the basics of those events enough that I assume you can you just relay them to Cassandra. All right. Uh, well, only thing I can think about that is I... Uh... From what I remember, I think it's extra-dimensional. And it relies on a host in order to feed it emotions. And it gives your that host certain abilities that are derived from a certain feeling or 
Emotion. Ah. Uh. Oh, jeez. What else was there? Oh, uh. There's not just one. They, there can be multiple uh, focusing on different emotions in, in dozens of different people. It's, uh, I would say it's interesting, but uh, I think you uh, believe otherwise. Shit. There's more? I mean, it's entirely possible. Uh, uh. Uh, there could be ones that, you know, derive on the uh, feeling of love or the feeling of loss or loneliness or even failure or something of the like. I don't think that I haven't heard of a way to remove the binding because, you know, it's like a parasite. It can't live without a host. Uh, and usually, I, I never had to run into any, though uh, my mum might. I don't know. I, maybe? I feel like she had stuff in her books about like all kinds of shit, and that was one of them. Uh, he takes a sip of his apple juice and then sits it back down. Uh, um... It's... It can be a curse, but it can also be a blessing. In a way. Depending on how you view it. Because from what I remember... And... I'm probably wrong. I, I, I don't have the greatest memory, but... You know, I remember things when I need to. Sometimes you can keep the abilities, just don't feed it the emotion? Does that make... does that make sense? I'm sure you could deduce that with everything that you've remembered and everything that you've seen from my abilities that I am a host to one of them. Hmm. Neat. And he will take a drink of the rest <laughs> of his apple juice. <laughs> 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 he empties it and he will just put the empty glass back on the table. Ashton doesn't know what genre he's in. <laughs> Ashton travels through genres, as does the show occasionally. Cassandra will slide the other glass of apple juice toward him. Being like, looks like you need it more than I do. Oh, God, that's good. <laughs> Ashton, uh, do you want to do a thing of your own? Do you have something in mind? Other than that talk with Cassandra, he has been just getting any valuables or anything that he believes is worth it, which is a lot of okay. stuff in there. And he's just taking it out and putting it in the back of his car. Okay, I do have a fun thing here that we can get to. You are looking through the rubble. And amongst all the burnt stuff, you spot what looks like a strange burnt black rectangle. You don't know what it is. It's very strange. He will try, even though he has his crutch, to lean over and pick it up. You don't recognize what this thing is, 
at first. Um, you look over it. So well, give me one more. This is now your own investigative mystery. Give me one more for me. Double sixes. What are you talking about, baby? Hell yeah, yeah, baby. All right. So that's you get to 13. Two questions now. Uh, I mean, there isn't a, what is this? Uh, what sort of creature is it? We could say the creature is, is the thing. We can, we can be loosened. I mean, if we can apply that, yes. that's awesome. I think we'll do that then. So you look it over and as you move your hands over the undersurface, it's kind of a little bit rough. And then the top of it is kind of smooth. And there's what looks to be a button at the bottom and, and you push the button and nothing seems to happen. And then you think, well, yeah, that's because it's not charged because phones have to be charged. And then you think, wait, this is a phone. And then you have the thought, this is my phone. (laughs) This is my phone. And then you have the thought, but but why did I forget what a phone was? Oh, shit. What the hell? (laughs) I am going to use every little bit that you come up with. Yeah, you said something fucking uh, is crazy earlier, like... Like give like you said like I'll use everything like like as much as anything that you can give me I can totally use and I was like yeah was, I'm fucking proof of that. Yep. So <laughs> you get one more question. What happened here? Like how did it get here? <laughs> okay. So the phone got burned. One thing I will give you kind of cursory. It doesn't seem to turn on. It seems like it's too burnt up to work, which means whatever was on it probably won't be able to get, at least not in a natural way. The the place that you find it is kind of near like a, a countertop. And as far as you can tell, it's kind of hard because things have been burnt. Now that you sort of are slowly starting to recall what a phone is, you can remember setting it down And then you just, you get the faintest slip of a memory. You remember hearing someone start to come into the shack and then you can remember nothing until kind of like an uh, undetermined time after that. What you piece together is that you must have set the phone down and then whoever showed up that uh, uh, Dane saw in his vision and that Cassandra confirmed the presence of showed up and somehow around that time your memory was lost and because one of the last things you did was put your phone down somehow it just it was a little bit too strong or something and you forgot the entire idea of phones for a bit i regret so much i hope i'm not rewriting too much of your stuff but i but is that i hope that's fun at least that is fun Um, i like that okay so you know that you must have just set it down and then someone should and again and so you don't know who it was you don't know what your interaction with them was like at all other than what you can ascertain from what you've gotten from the others you just know that it must have been soon after you just set it down there and then you just and you probably even passed that spot probably just didn't you know you haven't acknowledged that this thing was there until now Wait, so there were other people in his house and people were just like, oh, that's a phone. All right. <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean, they might've been a little bit confused as to why you didn't know what phones were. They may not have noticed it. If they did, they probably did just think it was a phone. Sort of one of those things where, you know, you put your phone and then since we all have ADHD, so we can all relate to this. And so we're, we're going to cut from that. I guess one last thing, uh, you know, y'all are kind of all getting ready. We'll, we'll do this one little bit here with, with Tempest. Uh, have you, as the week has been going on, have you explained to Andy, like, hey, we have a lead? I assume that the details of at least the riddle and the loose direction to head into, you've relayed those to Andy. They've yes. been relayed to you and you've relayed them to Andy. You're talking on the phone. Cell service has still been pretty spotty. You've probably talked to Melody um, and explained the situation. Or no, 
Not, not explain. <laughs> Melody is not know much. Melody yes. knows it's like, oh, the research sites got destroyed, so I'm doing remote work now. So, um, are you gonna come back? You can just come back into lab then and do it for us there, or what are you gonna do? I'm trying to take some distance, think things over. I don't know if that's okay. a good idea. I, you know what? That's probably healthy. I, that's that's smart. Um. Just, you know, let me know if you need anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunker down, work on your stuff. Try to stay focused on it. Don't get too distracted, okay? Yeah. Just lying through your teeth. <laughs> um, distracted. I am, I am um, fulfilling my promise to Andy. As you relay this to Andy, at one point, Andy calls you from uh, the Anchor Hotel and tells you to come on over that he has a surprise for you. Okay. Um, yeah, sure, and, man. They'll go. And he actually... Uh, he actually says, "If you want to, um, you can bring, uh, you can bring your friends." Uh, would anyone want to come? Go over to no. Andy's house. Dane. Yes, Dane. Dane is definitely going to be Tempest's first case study in the "I'm not crazy." Here, here, look, look at my weird friend. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to show me off to Andy? Sure. Yeah, they they yeah. are definitely like writing down all the weird shit he can do in their notebook and sketching like the eyes and shit, like any good failed biologist. Um, Cassandra and Ashton, do you come along or you got your own stuff you're doing? Doing my own shit. Probably hang out with Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk now. They're doing hot girl shit. Cassandra, did you want to go along or not? Uh, I do. I, like me, me, Celeste wants to. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. Can, Cassandra. I think Cassandra would. I yeah. actually will not. The one wrinkle I'll throw in this is Dane is going. Are you? How are you and Dane doing by the end of the week? Oh, uh, you know, your your friends, your your relationship's yeah. not going to dissolve yeah. over one fight. Yeah, yeah. This isn't going to crumble over one yeah. fight. Dane is over it by the next day. Dane is just like, <laughs> what argument? <laughs> I think. Uh, this is happening more towards the end of the week? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's pretty I much going to be the last thing y'all do here. Yeah, I think things for the simmered down a bit. I think Cassandra have been like, oh, let's see if this one will believe me. <laughs> you yeah. did some before, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little, little bit of uh, lack of confidence there for the first time, maybe. Um, <laughs> so th- you all, maybe um, you actually drive down. Um, yeah. And Andy is standing outside the garage, like, "Oh, uh, well, I saw a couple of your a couple of your friends come. That's great." Hi, um, what's up? What's going on? All right, um, I'm gonna uh, just turn around, turn around. Okay. They they will oblige. I don't know. Did the other two of you oblige? <laughs> I'm actually Bane just kind of like stands there for a moment. Dan. Does that does that apply to me? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. If you want, if you want to be uh, surprised. Sure. <laughs> Dane kind of like glances around, looks at Andy. I do not consider you a threat. And then turns around. <laughs> Dane, these are the things you don't say to normal people. All right. Define he normal. does the little cow. He does the little Catholic cross thing again. And Dane says that. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. He's it's been it's cool. been, it's been like almost ten years. I'm still working on him. <laughs> That's great. That's great. He was not just like a slight little burn. <laughs> you actually hear the garage door open, and you hear something what sounds like a vehicle backing up. And Andy's like, "Don't look! Don't look yet! Don't look! Don't hit me um, with the car!" 
<laughs> I, I won't. Don't worry. I know how to drive it. And then it stops. And you hear Andy hop out. And he's like, all right, you can turn around. Yep, they, they do. And what you see is a fairly nice looking, maybe slightly old, but very well kept and still pretty much top of the line, Winnebago. Oh my yeah. god! It's like, you got, you got a Winnebago. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you, you got a Winnebago. What? All right, so, so, so me and, me and Gibby, uh, you know, he, he does the car stuff. We, 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 we travel a fair amount, you know, kind of clam. The clams don't go anywhere, so that's pretty helpful. They tend to just stay here and wait for us to get back. Um, so we, uh, we, we, don't worry, we bought a much nicer one. This is our old one. We, we're, we're keeping the nicer stuff oh, for ourselves. They're giving you the hand-me-down. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we don't really have a use for it. And I don't really, I mean, we could sell it, but you seem like if you're going to travel, you should you should have, you know, a space. T- a- Andy, I can't take this. These are these are expensive. I- we will take it. <laughs> <laughs> and he just takes the keys out of his hand. <laughs> Andy kind of takes advantage of Dane, you know, jumping. All right, settled then. You're taking it. Wait, Dane holds out a hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, you know, the, the, it does technically belong to Tempest, and so he does bring you over the keys, and he's like, "You want you want to come inside and see?" Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they just nod. They're speechless. All right, so he takes you inside, and this is something that we really haven't given Tempest so far, which is fine, because mm-hmm. they are kind of coming into their own as an expert. Of course. But you get a haven. That's yeah. a big thing for the expert. Uh-huh. So that we, as we talked about over the past, you know, this is not a surprise for you. Mm-hmm. We talked about this some this week. The Winnebago is your haven. Uh-huh. You get to pick three things, I believe it is. Which ones did you pick? Okay, let's pull up my sheet. We have a lore library, infirmary, and workshop. I thank God there's an okay. infirmary. <laughs> oh my God. Of course, I uh, in the sure. Winnebago. In the Winnebago. Jeez. Maybe uh, Andy has kind of determined some of the things you might need. So you described to me this is your space. Okay. Uh, so Andy will have probably set it up, but you mm-hmm. tell me what he has yeah. done for you. Just space for books, for equipment. Yep. I'm going to picture this like a boat because I've been on a lot of boats. Like, because it's mobile, you definitely have those things to keep it stowed. Yeah. Everything. Probably one of those, like, folding twin beds or something that they have in them sometimes, that kind of thing. And just boxes and stuff where they can keep tools and medical yeah. stuff and just sleeping bags and whatever. What does Andy think monster hunting gear looks like? Oh, so Okay, yeah, I, I will do a little bit. So I think the lore library has a few books, mm-hmm. which you can tell Andy must have purchased in the past week, which are like on cryptids. Yeah. What did you call them? Unclassified organisms? Yes, undocumented. There's one that's literally titled that. <laughs> I Thank love you. him so much. I <laughs> love him so much. <laughs> He's supposed to support his child's passions. He's like, okay, I've known you for a week. You're mine yeah. now. <laughs> Andy is the type of professor that I aim to be, which is how I have characterized mm-hmm. So, So you're saying that... If your future students listen to the show, <laughs> you are willing to give them vehicle. If I have the money, absolutely. Guess some, guess, uh, yeah. Hey, okay. Dan, are you looking for grad students? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the way that I live now, I might not have the money because I'll just free, give it away. Free car, real. free car, and a free mm-hmm. Winnebago is a free Winnebago. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. I can edit that part out. Um, that'll be the Patreon cut. You have to pay us to find out that I'll give you a car. Um, nice. Yeah, so I, I think there's some of that. I think the idea of an infirmary, maybe he's just sort of outfitted one of the bedrooms into a little bit more of like, yeah, there's some first aid supplies. There are there's multiple some... bedrooms? Fuck. Yes. 
Excellent. I'll say that there's two. Uh, we can come back to that later if we decide there should be one more or anything. I won't yeah. tie us to that. But mm-hmm. I like the idea that there's two and that he's outfitted one into an infirmary. Yeah. the goddamn um, I definitely think that whichever bunk he has decided is Tempest is like stacked with books. Yes. Um, and also you get a workshop, which I think... That, that's definitely Gibbies, right? That is definitely, yeah. He's put some tools in there. I think, you know, I don't know if you've interacted with him. I think so. I think they would have, I think they would have chatted. I think they get on. Yeah, he does some mechanical stuff. He's kind of just sort of like handy with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think if you're cool with this, I think at one point, maybe you bring up that your friend had a broken windshield. Yes, I think so. Because I've been trying to get poor Cass's (laughs) windshield fixed. Yes, of course. I think he has done that, which that actually does get you like on M's good side. Yeah, that's good. Where it's like, hey, um... is this cool? I know I know somebody who fixes cars. Well, it's seeming like the big guy isn't going to pay for it because <laughs> yeah. he keeps dodging it. So, yeah, actually, that, that would be... Thanks. That would be nice, actually. Aww. Dane just has no way to make money, okay? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dane works at McDonald's for a couple weeks. It's fine. Dane should go model. <laughs> yeah. So he's helped out, you know, he's shown like, oh, yep, yep, all good is new. And he shows a nice shiny car and is very happy. So he has set you up a workshop mm-hmm. and it's just got a lot of good tools. Uh, again, it's kind of the same sort of like probably some hand-me-downs, but good hand-me-downs, yeah. not like wasted ones, like ones that have been cared for. Mm-hmm. We're only given away because something even better was bought in their place. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice setup. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tempest is like literally overcome with emotions. Like you are literally the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> I get that a lot. He's getting hugged. He, unlike Archibald, is fine with that. All right, so I'll cover for you a little bit. Uh, Melody will probably be pissed at me if she finds anything out, but what is she going to do? I'm already stuck researching clams. I don't think she can make it much worse. (laughs) He gives you a a hug Mm -hmm. and is like, so, uh, so, you know, be be safe. Um, You know, know, document, you know, everything that you see. Like, find... I'm evidence. S- trust me, I'm starting to. I've got, I'm getting a good notebook going with this guy. <laughs> Do you have Dane show off anything? Because that would sure convince Andy. Um, does Dane want to show off? Yeah, if it's cool, Dane doesn't care. You just hear Cassandra kind of off to the side being like, everyone wants to see what the monster does. It's kind of funny. It is interesting. Dane, what do you do? Dane, we'll start off with the mouths. Mm-hmm. A couple of them will unzip and open up. Mm-hmm. I will kind of like turn to look um, at Andy. Don't freak out. Don't don't freak out. It's good. And then Dane will pull out a small cookie and they'll break it into a couple pieces and they will hand it to Andy. And then just kind of like walk a distance away and just be like, try me. He does the Catholic cross thing one more time before throwing the cookie at him. Right. And this time now with the new tongues. Right. Yes, the, the new ability. Uh, one, one, of the, one of the scars um, will open up and the tongue will shoot out. And instead of wrapping around it, it will just grab the cookie and eat Chant it. And it, you can yeah. see it the way like a snake swallows <sighs> food. Oh, see that's it. so much that's grosser great. than it used to be. <laughs> Andy turns God, to you, Tempest, that. slowly and is like, why didn't you start with this? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's smaller. Didn't think, uh, didn't think start like big, big giant world ending monster seems more impossible. Sure, but like if you show someone this, like they'll have to believe you. They can't deny reality. I mean, I thought it was a really intense body mod at first. No. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah, you definitely are Melody students. <laughs> Dane, when the fuck did you get those? <laughs> Shortly after the fight with the big one. Oh, also check this out. Don't get close, they bite. As the tongue retracts from that one, it'll start coming out of like that hand and he will grab it and flick it like a whip. Oh, shit. Oh, that's fucking excellent. Please tell me it goes... Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll find a good whip sound. Please. I have been working on this in private. I think. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. Um, that's where I read my special sketches <laughs> from my alone time again. <laughs> I'm... I'm Oh, yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. Um, I think, you know, when you say that whole bit about, well, I, you know, I thought it was a body mod, he sort of laughs and is like, yeah, you definitely are, Melody student. Well, you know, doc document what you can. Maybe, uh, have you explained to him about the evil corporation? I think they might have. If Tempest thinks Andy is at risk, they will have mentioned it. I think you have. And I think, you know, you hadn't shown him any proof of anything, yeah. but he seemed that you were earnest and saw no harm in following it. Mm -hmm. When he sees this, he's like, you know... I mean, maybe now uh, I, you know, kind of, I wasn't sure about the whole thing with the folks you were talking about, but maybe if they're looking for stuff, maybe, maybe being on the down low for a little bit actually isn't the worst idea. Yeah. Uh, whatever right. they're looking for around here, it's got to do with weird shit and we're weird shit. They are. You got rid of the card, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Yep. All right. Well. You know, be safe and take the clam science spirit with you. <laughs> I will always carry the clam science spirit, Andy. <laughs> he kind of laughs too. Like, Andy's self-aware. Andy knows what Andy is. He's not oblivious. <laughs> Another thing Andy offers is since technically a few of you can live in the car for efficiency's sake, he does offer to keep some of your cars here mm. in the garage for a bit if you want to leave anything behind. M is definitely not going to leave her car behind. That's, that's her baby. That's her home. Yeah. Um, mm. Ashton, I kind of think might not either, but I don't know. I, I wanted yeah. to give y'all a chance to pare down on the number of vehicles. I think Tempest will, because yes, they that, have a Winnebago. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm going to see is how big of a convoy are y'all going to be? I know Dane's happy about staying mm -hmm. in a Winnebago. <laughs> they literally turn to Cassandra's like, look, a mobile hotel room. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what a Winnebago is. So you want to leave? You want to leave the truck here? Mm -hmm. It would be better. All right. Let me just. Yeah, let's better grab the CDs out of it. Mm. Yeah. Yes, please. And my cassettes. I need my shanties. <laughs> I'm not gonna inflict y'all with my music all the time. Please, I need my cassettes. This definitely does not have a cassette player. Oh, I thought you'd go for eight tracks. Yeah, right. My eight, my eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> my vinyls. Ashton, do you take your car? You seem attached to it. Yeah, he takes his car. Got your stuff in it, too. Yeah, yeah, tongue, yeah. So that makes sense. Before they all begin the caravan, <laughs> are we leaving, like, immediately after that meetup with Andy? No, I think there's, like, maybe even, like, another day, half day. So, but, but it is kind of the last big thing. On that last day where they're like going to leave that day. Where do we all want to meet up? Danny's. <laughs> <laughs> we begin this at the Danny's, we will end it at the Danny's. All right. That seems Let's appropriate. So, so we all meet up at the Danny's. Get some home runs. Tempest is going for those pancakes. They're good as hell. 
So we have the Winnebago, and then we have... Cass and Hot Rod. Cass and Hot Rod. It's our spinoff show. So I guess it would just be like an Avengers uh, shawarma scene, except in Danny's. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. And they're all just sitting there, and Asher will just go, uh, So where are we heading to now? Down south. (laughs) And, like... What, what, as we like, is your sense going to get sharper or something? Yep, that's how it usually works. All right. Well, we've got some time to focus on our next little little real me piss. Mm. Rills dot com. <laughs> I haven't been visited it. I am unfamiliar with this reference that you were making. We we got the riddle. We, we got to solve the riddle. Oh, right. I mean, we'll have right, a lot well, of time, time to think it over all the way down. Yep. Um, I am one thing I want to point out. So, you know, we've, we haven't done much with her this episode of this week. Mm-hmm. She's been concerned about her car. You helped her out with that tempest. She has still been sleeping in cast. If any of you have asked her, like if she wants to know else, she just kind of prefers it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what she's used to. One thing that you will notice though, and maybe this is what prompts you to ask, is she's never seemed to sleep great. She almost seems to kind of try to avoid doing it and tries to be up sort of as much as she can. So she does seem kind of tired by the end of the week, but she's been doing some of her own stuff, uh, you know, some, some research and preparation, uh, things like that. Uh, maybe she's helped, you know, Ashton move some of the stuff, uh, kind of just sort of rotated around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I, she seems like she's trying to weigh something. I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad we all stuck together. I, I think, you know, we might actually make an okay team. All right. Well, maybe we don't. Sorry. <laughs> maybe maybe that was. Is that too much? I was, was swallowing that, was I, my tea. Dane kind of shrugs. Wait, I, I missed. I missed what was said. <laughs> uh, I think Ashton says something to that. She's like, All right. Well, you know what? Emotional moment over. I guess that's fine. No worries. No, wait. I actually wasn't. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I kind of like. Uh, but, but. And Dane will respond with, "I didn't think anything needed to be said." Yeah. You know. Yeah. I thought it was yeah, assumed. You know, that's that's you know probably true. Sorry, just forget I said anything. It, you'll get him next time, Granny. She tenses again when you say that, and she seems slightly more actually annoyed than. Oh, you he takes pride in that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's working. Okay. It's working. He's finally getting to her. <laughs> Dan will kind of look over and grab a napkin. We'll take like a crayon or whatever, and we'll draw mm-hmm. like a circle and some stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of fairly short people and then one tall Dane and then write the team. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you something, Dane. That's going on the fridge. And I think literally we tra- we do one of those like fade-in transitions where the only thing that stays is that and it's on the fridge of the Winnebago of as y'all are pulling away. Um, Cassandra, you're sitting in the Winnebago and you look out the side. As you're leaving Sminfidge, you've seen this probably a few points around. Maybe you've tried to avoid it. You see that they're still sort of trying to recover from the accident. And you know, I will let you decide how you feel about this, but sort of just the baseline thing that you know detached from emotion is that to an extent, your actions 
both prevented and caused some of this. You know, you stopped them. It could have been worse maybe with the monster, but also it could have potentially been better, especially if you'd had more time to work on the spell, right? Because that was one of the things and you kind of had to rush it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you do sort of think about is that probably the person that you have to thank for the fact that it wasn't worse more than anything, it might actually be Tempest because they were the one that instructed you on where to put the thing to avoid the maximum damage. Again, this is more of a fact than a feeling. You can decide how you interpret it, but you do sort of think back on what Dane was talking about and you do get, you may not love this feeling, but you sort of get the sense of like, if you and Dane had tried to do this by yourselves, it probably would have been worse. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. How does Cassandra feel about that? Tempest is driving the car at the moment and Dana's somewhere. Dana's in the fridge organizing everything. Uh, <laughs> so. Cassandra looks over to where Tempest is, looks back outside the window, and is just kind of wrestling with the idea that after so long of just being them and Dane, that they really do need people with them. Good. And I think on that tender moment, we pull back as we see the Hot Rod and Cass um, maybe leading the way while the Winnebago follows behind. Um, and the team heads off to new adventures. And then there's one last thing, though, that we see. We cut away from this heartwarming scene into what looks to be some sort of interrogation room. And in the room, the doors open and someone is put down in the chair. And when the light is shined on their face, we see our favorite bitch boy. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh. One of the people bringing him in says, yeah, we found him uh, Found him snooping around um, some of the sensitive areas. He wouldn't stop talking about what he'd seen and stuff. So we, uh, you know, we, we managed to do it quietly. We, we brought him in. We figured you'd want to talk to him. And then we hear a voice that says, oh, I, I certainly do. And we see the face of one Trisha Haywood and the Cedar Cross bitch boy. Where, where am I? What, what, are you, what are you people? What are you doing? I... I want the truth. I want, I, I, y'all are up to no good. Ever since you got to this town, bad stuff has been happening. And she lets him say his piece. And then once he kind of pauses for a bit, she's like, so, um, just as a quick rundown of how this is going to go, uh, you're going to tell me everything that you know and what you were doing here. And, and then, you know, we'll decide what to do with you. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you anything, lady, like I promise. And then she sets down an object. It just looks like a little orb and it's got a, almost a stereotypical little spinny thing on it, like a hypnotizing thing. And it sits there and he looks at it and his eyes glaze over. And she says, actually, no, I think you will tell me everything. Oh <laughs> my God. Damn it, bitch boy. Oh, no, I, I take these and then I run them through a filter that makes it sound like it an alien. Sounds <laughs> it sounds super cool. It does. <laughs>